what's up, you bunch of slapdicks. It's Tony Schiavone with a reminder that this coming Sunday, December 16th, Conrad Thompson and I will be continuing the What Happened When Live World Tour as we stop in Nashville at Zany's Comedy Club. Zany's located at 2025 8th Avenue South in Nashville. I've been there before. I was there as a special guest of Eric Bischoff not too long ago, but now we're going to be bringing our What Happened When live show to Zany's in Nashville. You can join us by going to lowkeybighog.com. That's lowkeybighog.com and getting your tickets. Now, general admission doors will open at 2.30, but if you purchase a VIP ticket, you're going to be able to come in earlier, get your choice of seat, and a pre-show meet and greet with myself and Conrad Thompson. Doors open for the VIPs at 1.30. The show begins at 3 o'clock. We hope to see you there. That's Zanies in Nashville at 2025 8th Avenue South. Make sure you join us. Tony Schiavone, Conrad Thompson, What Happened When Live. Get your tickets at lowkeybighog.com. Remember, showtime is at 3 o'clock. This coming Sunday, December 16th, the world tour continues. Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When Monday on the MLW Radio Network. Well, it's Monday if you're with us on Patron, but no matter when you're with us, you're here for the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Fuck you, Conrad. (laughs) Well, a lot of people have said that, and they're going to say it when they hear the laugh in the background. Joining us today, the third man on the mic, the notorious... KID Cassio kid is here. What's up candy liquors. <laughs> hey guys, great to be talking to both of you. And as we head towards this festive holiday season, I think of my friends and my family first, you guys are my friends. And I think of my family, happy holidays to everybody. Man, that was, that was very sweet. Well, I, I don't know what we're saying right now. I mean, it's not Christmas. Uh, Thanksgiving's <laughs> over, but God, I guess you're, just, you're, you're feeling bad since, uh, the tide rolled last week Two or th- put up three touchdowns, Georgia <laughs> loss again, <laughs> ne- next verse, same as the first, but here's why we're here today. We're going to go into our way back machine. 
I can't believe we're here, man. We're, we're right upon the 25th anniversary of Starcade 1993. I've been looking forward to covering this for a long time. And I know our listeners have wanted to hear it for a long time. And now we've got Cassio kid here to ruin the entire show. Yeah. So I, this I, I used to play at the arcade in 93, a bunch. I used to love uh techno ball. I used to play NFL blitz, mortal Kombat. We're talking about the arcade, right? No, we're talking about Starcade oh, 93. Starcade. Gotcha. Yeah. It does technically fact, say arcade. I, I didn't really think of that. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a look at really one of the, uh, I guess, one of the most highly rated and, and uh, talked about matches ever in WCW. Wouldn't you say that, Conrad? Without question. <laughs> so what are we waiting for, man? Fire it up on your WWE network. WCW Starcade 1993 from all the way back December 27th, 1993. I'm looking forward to this one. Hopefully you are too. But not as much as Lois Shivani is. Is she around today? Or did yeah, you run she, her off? She, hey, sweetheart. What? I need you to do me a favor. I'm sorry. I got a headache. That's not the favor. Oh. 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 Okay. Well, three, two, one, play. This is going to start off with uh, what I think was a very well done, a very emotional homage to the nature boy, Ric Flair. Uh, and, uh, this, I, I remember when this happened thinking, my God, you, you guys actually did something really good here. Look, boy, he's ugly fucker there, isn't he? Uh, did something really, really good here with, uh, the music and they showed the plane crash. And of course they showed, uh, parts of him winning the world title 10 years ago against Harley race in Greensboro. And now here, 10 years later, he has to go up against Vader. So I thought this was very, I thought the opening of the show, Conrad was very well done. Absolutely. You know, I love the old clips of him against funk and him against steamboat. And it really tells the story of what his history in wrestling is. And then we just cut to this monster who's just destroying people. And that's really what Vader was doing. You know, I know a lot of our younger listeners probably only saw Vader in the WWE. He broke that motherfucker's neck right there. (laughs) No, legitimately that was Joe Thurman and he broke a vertebrae. Tony, give us a call here. Okay, we are coming to you live from the Charlotte Coliseum Independence Arena, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Starcade. And this is our 10th anniversary of Starcade. It's the 11th one. And as you can tell, all the ugly fuckers from Charlotte are at ringside, and they are ready to go with this big event here. This is on one of many title matches we have for you at the Independence Arena, which was renamed the Bojangles Arena. And then, oh, would you take a look at that handsome fellow on your left? What do you think about that, Jay Z? Uh, uh, Cassio. What? Jay, you said Bojangles and you just <laughs> went into like an old man stroke there. What's he going thought on? about biscuits and chicken and thought about be, me and Jay-Z at the same time. Look, look yeah. between them waving. Yeah. Uh, that's His... bunkhouse buck before he was in the ring. <laughs> look at that rat tail. It looks like one of those hats with the fake ponytail in it, but without the hat. <laughs> That's what it is. Jesse was all decked out for this thing, man. I knew you would comment about how much you like this suit because it's double fucking breasted. How about this car that Vader's arriving in, huh? Watch the car move when he gets out of it. I remember as a kid when I saw this the first time, I thought, God damn, look at that car move. uh, That's a lot of weight. And now I see the car move like that every time I get out of it. Is that a (laughs) rent? Is that a rental or is that his car? That's a rental. That's an Oldsmobile rental. Look at that jacket. I want that jacket right now. I, I, I may or may not uh, see those in person come yeah. January. Rumor in as I'm going to Rivera Steakhouse. Yeah. I'm uh, not getting a jacket. I'm not a wrestler, but I'll see them. 
Ow. Harley just said, don't say anything about Cassio and Big Booty Joe. Cassio. Cassio, <laughs> you motherfucker. Look at him. Cassio. Who would have thought? Cassio, I'm going to fuck you up when I see you, Cassio. Yeah, let me go into this motherfucking room. No, really what he said there is, we're going to have a party tonight. I like to party. I want to party. It's like, what the fuck are you saying? But he was so believable. And I love this little cutaway of him. My grandma had one of those rubber bands, but he's, he's doing that and running the ropes and doing the shadow oh. boxing. It, it's very, I mean, they're telling a phenomenal story here of can Flair, the aging hometown hero, the, the most decorated champion ever, the local boy done good. Can he overcome this monster that no one can? He was in each element. He, I, I, this was the best. This was the best Vader ever. I, I mean, we saw many Vaders, and, but this was the best one, man. The timing was right, buddy. Absolutely what? right. So we do all this, and then pretty boy Tony Schiavone. Hello. Hey, look, it's Punkhouse Punk. Uh, and Rat Tail, Jesse the Body Ventura, are going to pitch to Nature Boy Ric Flair's home where Gene Okerlund is standing by. And Cassio, get ready and check out Charlotte Flair in this one. Charlotte. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Oh, there she look at her. Are you doing your best David Crockett right now? Look at her. <laughs> there's Gary Jester. Apparently he's, uh, as he normally did, but there's Gina and you see, you see there's Ashley There's Charlotte flair, that How little girl. That? And, uh, here is, uh, the reader, the, yeah. most, the most decorated amateur wrestler of the family. And then Last, but certainly not least your WCW United States champion. Yeah. So this was flair at flair's house. Tell him goodbye. This was serious. Yeah. yeah his dad may die. He's wrestling Vader. I mean, they're telling a hell of a story here. Is this, is this his house? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's really wife. Number two. Yeah. That's Beth flair. There's no question. I, I, uh, actually, uh, I was in a much different neighborhood. But our houses were like within two miles of each other. Got the poinsettias everywhere. Yeah. I know a little Christmas lights on the outside when he steps out. Is this why you got sentimental for the holidays? Because of this? No, I always get sentimental for the holidays. Not just, not just this thing here. Serious business. This is the best thing WCW ever did. The whole story of there being this unstoppable monster. I mean, it feels like a real sports story. This is like a Rocky. It's it it is. And so he's kissing his family goodbye. And now he's going to talk to Gene about how, well, they're worried Gene, but I am too, you know, but this is what it takes. If you want to be world champion and, you know, I fought tough guys before it's just legitimate. And this is before writers, you know what I mean? Like there was, there wasn't a, a bunch of 25 year olds handing these guys scripts. Mean Gene probably sat in a production meeting, knew what the story they were trying to tell would be. And they just made it believable. Just ad libbing, freestyling. And it was yeah. phenomenal. Letting guys use their talents for what you hired them to do. Absolutely. I mean this seriously. As much as everybody loves Gene, is he underrated? Uh, as far as not in my mind. I think he's more than people realize, right? I think he was the best ever. I mean, if you want to categorize best stick man or categorize best play-by-play man, you can divide them up that way. But if I think if you go top to bottom, to me, best announcers ever, Gene Oakland's the best wrestling announcer ever. From a television standpoint here, the difference between what we're seeing right now versus what 
would happen on WWE today is this would have been a multiple camera shoot one inside of the house, one on the driveway, and then one waiting inside the car. Once they got in this being a single camera shoot, even with the window rolled down and the lights on the camera, it still feels more legitimate to me, less produced. It's like a reality show. Yeah. It feels real. So we go from all this drama, uh, and all this great storyline to two cold Scorpio and Marcus Alexander Bagwell with Teddy long. Yeah. And, and I like the, um, the fact that two cold and Teddy long are sporting the do rag gimmicks, but my favorite part is the dance. These guys are going to do when they get in the ring. And I swear to God, one day I'm going to make you come out on stage at one of our live shows and do this dance with me. We're going to do this. You talking to me or Cassio? I'm talking to you, motherfucker. I don't do shows with Cassio. I do shows with Tony. Here we go. Here's our dance. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Can we do that in Nashville? That is strong. Yeah, absolutely. We can do it in Nashville. Well, do we have to. We have to somersault into the onto the stage like that. Though? I hope not. It'll be a short show. Can I be Teddy Long? <laughs> so uh, uh, t- tell everybody where they can get tickets for our national show. Uh, our national show? Our, our Nashville show. Okay. Well, are we doing a national show or are we doing a Nashville <laughs> one? I'll let you figure it out. <laughs> this is the national I, one. God, you know what? You, I don't know if it's if somebody needs to settle you the fuck down. <laughs> Listen, as soon as we get done, I'm going to kayfabe the HJ. That's why Cassio's over tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I do not uh, want to be your candy lover. Low key, lowkeybighog.com. That's lowkeybighog.com. Teddy Long was just named manager of the year. What is lowkeybighog.com, Tony? What day is it? Where is it? What time? Can you help it's me? It's December 16th. That is a Sunday at 3 p.m. And that's at Zany's. And I'm sure Casio Kid's going to be there with us. Are you coming, Casio? Not yet. He's got a look. Oh, you mean to Nashville? Yeah. You were there with Eric Bischoff. What? I don't fucking rate. Is that the deal here? Eric invited me. Are you inviting me? Yeah. You're invited, Cassio. I'm in. All right. Coming to the ring right now is uh, Paul Orndorff, Paul Roma, and Jody Hamilton, who we just covered in Starcade 83. Uh, why, Why the fuck is Jody here? Well, Jody was a great talker. And they wanted to use Jody's ability to talk and do promos because Paul Roma and Paul Orndorff were okay. I mean, Orndorff was one of the great workers of all the time, but he wasn't one of the great interviewers of all time. So they used Jody to do their interviews. And they also like giving, giving Jody Hamilton a, a little uh, spot, a little limelight because he had meant so much to us, meant so much to the business. Real question. Who do you think? May had the biggest contract at the time of all four wrestlers in this match. Uh, wow. I don't know the answer. I'm just guessing it's Marcus Alexander Bagwell. I was going to vote too cold. I was thinking it was Roma. Wow. Oh yeah. You're right. Fresh off WWE. Right. Maybe he did have the contract. Now, who are the two best wrestlers in your opinion? Oh, in this one, uh, the two best wrestlers were Scorpio and Orndorff. Yep. I agree. Yeah. We just saw Scorpio. Didn't we Conrad? Yeah, we uh, Cassio and I saw Scorpio in August in Chattanooga. How is he doing? All right, uh, he's still working, yeah. and uh, the fans are still behind him, and they all still have those haircuts right there. Over <laughs> Chattanooga. <laughs> that was technically Saudi Daisy, so let's don't disparage the good name of Chattanooga. 
That's fair. <laughs> well, I was uh, the reason I ask is I know that Scorpio had had gone through some tough times, and uh, it's good. I'm glad to see that he's still in the business and still uh, still working hard. By the way, I said nice things about Paul Romo once on a podcast, and apparently somebody told him, and he went out of his way to uh, come meet me and thank me for saying nice things about him. Yeah, well, you know what they say when you're fucking over. Only thing you have to do is mention a person's name. Well, I'm just saying you're over. I had a different experience with Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Well, (laughs) why is that? Why do you think that is? What do you mean? Well, that is number one, because he's a knucklehead. Number two, because we've shit on him enough on our podcast. Well, but we do it in a fun way. I mean, I tell you to, I say, fuck you to you at least 14 times an episode. Right. And it's a fun way because I know you really love me. What deep arm drag takedown. That's fair. So the biggest guy in the match is the referee. Was that always the knock against <laughs> Nick Patrick? I mean, if Nick Patrick were Charles Robinson's height, right? Like Charles Robinson's the original cruiser height. Right. You know, that never did bother me. I, I never, I, I know a lot of promoters and, and a lot of people saw that as a, as a drawback that he was taller than a lot of the guys that, that never did bother me. But I guess when you think about it, he probably should be shorter than the guys, right? He does make them look very small. Yes, he does. Great ad. Great ad there, Cassio. Good job. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> why, why are you so pissy tonight? <laughs> oh, you are sitting next to the king of pissiness. And you're asking me why I'm so pissy. What is this? Is this a fucking tag? That game tells you Cassio how pissy Conrad? you are tonight. This is a fucking handicap match I got going on here. Yeah, it's called double penetration. Oh, it's called. oh, oh okay. <laughs> We're the real tag team of the year. Yeah, boy, are you ever. Cassia, where's your wife? <laughs> Another state. Well, that was that was kind of forward there, wasn't it, buddy? <laughs> Gee, every time I see Tony, where's your wife? Well, here's you know why. Where's your wife? You know why you the reason he asked is because his wife is in the same place at all time on the fucking couch playing on Facebook, talking shit about Cam Newton. That's where his wife is. See, Cassio's wife has a fucking job and a life, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, right. why, you know why we're so happily married? Yeah. It's because she lives in New Orleans. <laughs> and I live in Huntsville, Alabama. Hey, well, I'm telling you, that that is, uh, as a shoot, that's a, that's a good way to keep a good marriage. Stay apart. Uh, the more it I'm really around is. everybody in the wrestling business, the more I realize staying on the road is the key to the happy marriage. <laughs> yes. That's what they all tell me. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce Pritchard's home that. all the time now. Well, how great of a worker was Paul Orndorff, man? Wow. That guy could really do some shit. How how old is Paul right here, probably? Oh, Paul is... At this point, 50. he's probably 70. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would think Paul would be in his late 40s, maybe 50 here. No, he's not 50. He's not? No. You're forgetting this is 25 years old. Yeah, okay. Still, he's he's the oldest in the ring by far, right? Well, yeah, he's in his forties in every bit, wouldn't he be? Well, of course, yeah. And he's still kicking ass. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we always say uh, let's start out with a very hot, very good competitive match, and I think we're getting that so far here. Scorpio and and Bagwell. Hey, Cassio, uh, Conrad will not 
divulge this, but what what was the story with he and uh, Bagwell at Starcast? So just so you know, Orndorff here is forty four years old. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> And which uh, I, I know that, see, you're saying, oh, he's so old. He's just a couple years older than AJ Styles is today. Okay. Roadblock that time. Right. But okay. do you think everybody else is what? Young, oh, low thirties? Ma- Marcus Alexander Bagwell is like 23, 24 here. What's Roma? I don't 30s? know. Motherfucker. Do you even have a Google machine? <laughs> Why do I got to do all the heavy lifting over here? What I'm saying is he's the oldest by far and he's, he's putting in work. Yes, he is. Well, we don't know that. I mean, too cold could be older. Black don't crack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> what? Roma here. Roma here is 33. 33. I'm not looking up Scorpio. I was about to say. I was about to ask. How old, how old, how old is Jody Hamilton here? Here's what Tony's going to say. How old was I here? <laughs> how old were you here, Tony? Uh, what does say? 93. How many years ago was this? 25. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> okay. I was, uh, I was 40. Uh, wait What's a minute. I was 30. Right Scorpio's 28. I was 36 here. I was 36. I'm glad that we took up all this time to figure out how old you were on the show. <laughs> okay. So. Jody Hamilton, 14. who is now 80 years old, he's oh. now 80. So he was 65 here. Nope. He was 55. You're 55, really bad sorry. at math. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't make change for shit. Well, he gave me a hundred. So I give you 200 back change. Is that right? Cause you bought two things. Okay. Hey, hello to all of our, uh, all of our listeners out here in the podcast world, as we are just motherfucking everybody. And we're not 20 minutes into the show yet. Well, you ain't, this is going to be a long fucking day for you. <laughs> so so let's know, see. Th- this match to me is, um, this is a good opener because you've got some names that people can recognize. And even though we might want to make fun of Bagwell, uh, he was over here, you know, uh, him and Scorpio won uh, a tag team award to sort of start the show and they got a good pop and they were doing some, uh, some fun flashy moves and Scorpio was coming off the top with some cool stuff and. Nah, I think this is a, this is a good opener. It beats the shit out of having Mark Miro open another pay-per-view, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I can't argue with that. Not, not only that, I thought, and I don't know why or where it ended, but, uh, I, I thought Bagwell and Scorpio had a chance to be a big time tag team. Uh, and it didn't last that long, I guess. Come well, on. I think it's because they hated each other. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. Well, okay. I well, maybe it's because. I should mention that this, uh, this match, um, while, while it's not a bad match, it didn't get the best rating in the observer. Do you want to guess what the observer rating for this show was? Uh, two and a half stars, a star and three quarters. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. A star and three quarters. They're going to go 11 minutes and 45 seconds. The only dark match was, um, Terry Taylor beating the equalizer in a match that got a dud. That's because poor old Dave Sullivan couldn't work and Terry Taylor is a drizzling shits. <laughs> oh, I, but what? God, I, I, well, uh, read me a little bit of why this match got such a low rating. 
1145 when the assassin gave Scorpio a loaded headbutt and Orndorff pinned him first disappointing match on a show as Scorpio and Bagwell were nowhere near the level that reached on previous major shows or even normal television matches. And by the way, next time you just cue something up on demand, don't you fucking start counting me down. You motherfucker. <laughs> You're like, Hey, read me something that I don't have. Cause I'm just back here in my goddamn easy chair, barking orders, fucking scratching my nuts, doing nothing. Three, two, <laughs> fucker. Holy shit. This, this marriage, this married life is not agreeing with you. Don't worry. You're a snapping surly prick. I'm going to kayfabe the HJ in a minute. The show <laughs> got a lot of good marks, though, from yeah. the readers of the Wrestling Observer poll. Uh, they got 75.1% uh, thumbs up here for this one uh, and only 20.2% thumbs down. Of course, the best match on the poll, and it's fucking unanimous, is Flair yeah. Vader. The worst match is coming up next. I'm excited about this. Shockmaster versus King Kong. Oh my God. Are you really? ready for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't, it, apparently I think Scorpio and Bagwell are having a great tag team match here and maybe they didn't have what they have done before, but hell man, they, they do some great shit. Look at this. Every now and again, chemistry's well, off, you know, for whatever yeah. reason. And if these guys normally on big shows, especially in this era, you would work the matches on house shows for a while to sort of work out the kinks, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I thought they just clashed because one of them wants to wear do-rags and one of them wants to wear top hats. Yeah, that could be it. I mean, you got to agree on your outfits. <clears throat> well, that's show. what we're going to do. I'm telling you, me and Tony, we're going to get matching outfits and we're going to dance our way onto the stage in Nashville. <laughs> I can do it. I'll, I'll be glad to do it. Where are tickets available, Tony? Uh, tickets available at lowkeybighog.com, and it's for December 16th, and that is at Zanies. Oh, oh my look God. Here. He totally fucking. Bam. Hey, old man could take a bump at age 55. Got that right, didn't I? Not 65, 55. Oh, he's loading oh. up the hood. Loading up the fucking hood. Here's your finish coming up right here. Is that Ralphus with a mask on? Yes. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, <laughs> the best part of the deal to me is the finish. Like I'm going to put a gimmick against my head and then slam it against your head. <laughs> like, can you imagine if you tried to do that in real life? But only yeah. one of us gets hurt. I mean, <laughs> imagine if there's a fight that breaks out in your local bar. Right. And that's the go-to. I'm going to put something against my head and then ram it into your head. <laughs> It, it just made the head bump or the head, uh, call it head, but even tougher. He's putting his cock ring in his head. <laughs> it's a rolled up condom. <laughs> it was a defibrillator, <laughs> a pacemaker, <laughs> cock ring, condom, <laughs> pacemaker, and clunk. Hell of a finish there. I love it. Tony, I don't think you've seen a lot of condoms. If you think head butting somebody with one would hurt. <laughs> Maybe yours has been in your wallet so yes. long. It's petrified. It's dried. Now, now you really could headbutt somebody with it. Condom in the wallet joke. One, two, and three. <laughs> well, listen, you need condoms now that you've got a hashtag super hard dick. Thanks to our friends over at Blue Chew. Isn't that right, Tony? <laughs> Speaking Absolutely. of hard dicks. I don't know why we pop, would have pop. to talk about hard dicks when we see Ric Flair, but uh, here, Ric Flair and... Uh, <laughs> What you going to say, Mean Gene? Mean Gene's head kind of looks like something that needs blue chew. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and right now, they're talking about Flair and his career and 
what's at stake and going up against a guy like Vader. In reality, they'd be talking about getting blowjobs, drinking liquor. So this is not a slice of life. This is TV. Got that police escort. Too. That, yeah. That was my favorite thing of the whole deal is the police escort. And you know, he's explaining why he's doing this. I want to be a part of the sport. I love the sport and I need to find out tonight if I'm the player. I think I am. And they've been pushing that he's a 10 time world champion. And of course there's always been a lot of discussion about how many times he was actually world champion. Is it 16? Is it 21? Because some of those switches weren't ever really acknowledged, but they're pushing that tonight. You know, if, if he wins, he's the world champion, but if he loses, this could be the last time he's ever in the ring, a great story for Charlotte. And it was really not the original plan, right? Tony. The original plan was uh, to have Sid vicious against Vader, but then they had that, uh, stabbing incident in a hotel, uh, I guess overseas with Arn Anderson. And so, uh, vicious was fired Jeez. and I guess when we look back on it. It's probably the best thing to happen to us. Wasn't it in let, many ways? Let me just say Arn Anderson is the best friend ever. He got <laughs> stabbed. Right. So Ric Flair could get the star. <laughs> <made again. laughs> That's right. Cause let's think if the stabbing incident would have not have happened, how bad would that main event have been? Oh my God. Can you imagine? Oh, Jesus. The worst, the worst. Yeah, it, and, and, and thus now it's, it's in the annals of one of the best of all time. The annals. I, I knew one of you fuckers would say something about me saying annals. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> Yes, the annals. Oh, Conrad always says the annals. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> you know, let me tell you a peek behind the curtain. You know, oh, Big Booty Judy's cool. Can we agree? Oh, yeah. So Cassio's over. We're watching some stand-up comedy today together at the house and eating supper. And he gets a text message from her. And oh, it's gosh. a selfie that Judy took in the bathroom. <laughs> And it's up high and there's a <laughs> toilet in the background and there is the biggest fucking turd you've ever seen in your life in the bowl. And the text says, I just made room for anal tomorrow. <laughs> no, it's not. True or false. She sent you that. <laughs> you, well, you added the word selfie. Oh. <laughs> it was a picture of Nar. <laughs> Wait, she sent a picture of another girl's turd? <laughs> That's somehow weirder. Yeah. She, uh, I said, did you really send me that? And her quote was, you know, I go have a good poop joke. Well, so there you go. Uh, did Lois ever send you a selfie with her turds in the bowl? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. See, they got the, the they're living their best Wait, life over here. So I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up. Tony, have you. No. How long. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long into your relationship did y'all break the seal? Oh, uh, we've never broken the seal. What? Never. You've never farted in front of us. See, Conrad makes fun of me. I mean, I'm dating and everything. I'm, I'm three years in. I've never, me and Judy's never farted in front of each other. Oh, that's okay. That's what you meant. Breaking the seal. Okay. What'd you think I meant? I thought you meant meant anal sex. (laughs) (laughs) He calls it breaking the seal. Speaking of breaking the seal, (laughs) Shockmaster. He looks like he's ready to break the seal. <laughs> he's got his helmet on, ready to go in. 
Yeah. He's going spelunking. <laughs> That's there. Big if old Fred. There, if there was a little light on the end of that. Yeah. I, I would, uh, I would go for yeah. that. All right. So here we go. A little tag team, Austin Kong and King Kong getting after the Shockmaster here. Wow. Jay, they just looked like they smell bad to me. Who's and guess those, what? Who's got they really did right now. Yeah. Those, uh, those furs are available at Henning furs <laughs> out of Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> what do you think? The raccoon coats? Uh, I, I mean, no one. Knowing the way WCW did, did stuff, this is probably something Dusty killed. <laughs> I got an idea for you, baby. Just put this just put this mask on your head and put these pelts around your knees. <laughs> and do us all, all do us all a favor. Take a shower once in a while, motherfuckers. So talk to uh, us about the Kongs here. Uh, not not okay. a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with the Kongs. Yeah. No, just two big fat pieces of shit, basically. Oh. Is what they were. <laughs> well, thankfully, this match only lasts uh, a minute and thirty-four seconds, so don't blink. Give us a call here, Tony. Okay, y'all. You want me to call the match? All right, all right. The Shockmaster, uh, uh, Uncle Fred, uh, going after Awesome Kong, picking up the big behemoth, sending him in, and oh my God, it's a big crossbody block! Oh, pin him, you stupid son of a bitch! <laughs> the flying fuck! Get this match over with. Hey, uh, pin the referee then, fucker. Let's go. Anyway, Awesome Kong trying to get up. Ooh, he just let a big fart. He only had another one, and he just broke the seal. Oh. Look at the pickup. <laughs> My God, it's a big one. Two, three, it's over. And the crowd oh. went mild. And then once he's very oh, obviously wait. moved, he jumps on him. That is in the biggest wrestle crap moment of the entire show. It's got to be. <laughs> hairdo after the body no don't act like you didn't have that hairdo in high school <laughs> yes you did I never had the mullet i had the buzz cut the white trash buzz cut so my parents could do it you actually had hair at one time casket <laughs> okay here we okay. go you uh, know look at this pickup and they're going to show that big wrestle they got to show the wrestle crap moment here in a minute one two three come on roll out of the way show it please oh no they cut away yeah they cut away from it listen it was all downhill when he left, when he was tugboat, when he was typhoon off the chart, he had it going on. But when he comes over here, the shock master, look at T right what here. What the fuck? Mm. I know what happened to Tony. He used to be moderately attractive. Look at that. <laughs> I think I'm very damn good looking here. As a matter of fact, is this your peak T? What my peak? Is that, yeah. the, is that the best you ever looked? Uh, yeah, it is. It's I bet, my peak. I bet if you were a single man, you'd have done. Fair bit of spelunking. Back then. <laughs> you would have broke a few seals. <laughs> How do you mean that? <laughs> uh, well, we, we talked about farting at first, but we're going with your definition. Cassio has been dating uh, Judy for like four years now, and he's yet to uh, fart in front of her. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think you're stupid. Yeah, that's what I said, dude. <laughs> I'm going to tell you every night of my honeymoon, right before I went to bed, after everything was real quiet and she's yeah. about asleep, I'd say, I'm sorry. She'd say for what? And I'd just let a movie fart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. We're married now. Yeah. Good deal. I um, wouldn't even say I'm sorry. Oh, I, I do it up front because she'd be like in a dead sleep and she would think something's uh, wrong. Wait, but when's the uh, last, T, when's the last time Lois farted in front of you? Uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a good one? Like, yeah, it was a great, like it was a great one. Like somebody running a weed eater through a pile of sheets. Yeah. Just a, 
yeah, yeah. But we were we were walking out of the store, and she let one go, and she said, "Oh, I'm my God, I'm sorry. That sounded like an old woman fart." I said, "No, it sounded like a Dusty Rhodes <laughs> muffler. Is what it sounded like." Dude, instead of lowest rules, can we sell a shirt that says "Lowest stinks, <laughs> lowest farts, old woman farts"? <laughs> We got a lot of fart shirts out of this one. Wait, who's getting out of this limo? Well, we've been watching Ric Flair come to the fucking arena for an hour. You reckon it might be Ric Flair? Look, I forgot where we were. Oh, here we go, Ric Flair. Just for a minute, Cassio thought it was 97 and it was the NWO. (laughs) Oh, there's a limo in the back. Somebody's getting body slammed on it. Uh Good luck to you, Rick. Who's carrying the bags here? I don't, that, that is a shooting limousine guy. A real thing. It's not an extra. No, he's, he probably ran one of Flair's gyms or something. <laughs> All right. Back into the arena. what do you think of this, uh, this backdrop we had this. It reminds me of, uh, the black scorpions, uh, inside of, oh, and how about silly shit? One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And you've got him out here cosplaying like a fucking dragon. Yeah. He, he looks like he's going to a comic con or a furry convention. <laughs> you know, we just like did Starcade 83 where he just walked out with black tights on. And we talked about that. He's got the he-man chest thing on. Yeah. By the, the, by the power of gray skull. Yeah. I worked the third match. He so. looks like somebody <laughs> playing Ricky steamboat, but that's he's, right. He's about to have a, a phenomenal opponent in Steve Regal. And this is going to be for the television title. And in a, in a way that only WCW can do things, they're going to wrestle to a 15 minute time limit draw in 13 minutes. Oh God. <laughs> yep. Process that. Well, it took me a while. That, that was at Edward County, Alabama math. It took me a second to get that. Coming uh-huh. to the ring right here. Tell everybody who's coming out with Regal. Uh, coming out with Lord Stephen Regal is Sir William, but it is the, the very famous Bill Dundee of Mid-South Wrestling fame. By the way, um, friend of the show, Mr. Dave Milliken, I believe, is in possession of the television title around Mr. Regal's waist. It's framed around. behind some glass on his wall. And you know who at this time who uh, Bill Dundee's son-in-law was, right? No, Bob Eaton is exactly right. As Rico used to say, Robert, I can't understand a word you're saying. Not a word. Hot tag, hot tag. Oh, God. You talk about somebody I hated. Regal? Yes. Really? Which, I mean, now you look back and say he did exactly what he's supposed to, but sure. you talk about hate. Now, who do you think uh, was hated more? William Regal in 1993 on WCW TV or Cassio Kidd on WHW Podcast <laughs> in 2018? <laughs> the episode that I sang on was very bad. <laughs> that was the most hate we've got. You singing yeah. Candy Liquor is what got the most hate? I think so, don't you? No, I thought I thought you singing Candy Liquor is the thing that got got me over. Yeah, with some of them. What's great is it's like I'll see a lot of feedback. Conrad needs to stop bringing friends on the show. I'm like, I've brought one. One's <laughs> a fucking friend. <laughs> one, and he's a radio professional with 
you know, yeah. awards and shit. <laughs> I'm just a fucking mortgage guy telling dick jokes. That's a different thing. He's a professional comedian. Uh, yeah. How, what awards do you have, Cassio? I got perfect attendance. Okay. You know, we don't give a fuck. Uh, so, okay. Uh, yeah. No, really. What, what awards do you have? Well, he ran cable for Mark Ricks a few years, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> you, you should hear him call ladies volleyball. Georgia played Villanova a few years ago. He was phenomenal. Uh, really? What, what awards do you have? No, I tried and you, and you shit it on me. So no, come on, man. Well, serious business. He's, he hosts the number one morning show in North Alabama. It's number one That's in the book yeah. every single time we got, right. we got like upwards of like 300 listeners. There you go. Well, yeah. and in North Alabama, there's upwards of 500 people. <laughs> so you got, uh, you got most of them. I got, uh, which is probably more than attend any of those minor league baseball games. You call. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, stand up for your friend, motherfucker. I got you. <laughs> Collar double tie up. They go back to the corner now and there's the tall referee in there with them. <laughs> the <tall. laughs> By the way, I just want to point out that Nick Patrick is wearing Deion Sanders shoes. Those are <laughs> Deion Sanders Nikes. Is he? Yeah. He's got the neon Deion's on. Look at that. Those are expensive back then. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, fine. he's got that WCW money. I mean, if you could pay for a perm like that, you can swing some Dion's. Yeah. Is it me or is that Starcade sign against the other side of the hard camera kind of hard to read? No, it is. Everything you guys did production yeah, was, wise was a piece of shit. You spent it on the intro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That video package. Like, oh, that's awful to read. That's awful. Yeah. By the way, I have a ticket to this show. I didn't go to the show, but I, I sought out a ticket just so I could have it. Cause this is without question. One of my favorite flare matches of all time. All right. So you had a ticket and did not go. No, no, I wasn't watching wrestling in 93. Okay. But you when, I, a ticket later. when I got back into wrestling, uh, in 1996, I started tape trading in 97 and people talked about this match. Like it was something else. So I found a official video release the Turner home entertainment and wore it out. Love this show. And once I got into collecting things, I don't know, eight years ago, whatever it was, I managed to snag a Starcade ticket, which I was really surprised at how affordable tickets were because this was not a huge, uh, ticket for you guys. I mean, it, they just, that didn't really even exist in that era. Sure. Like, you know, nowadays, you know, Ticketmaster is going to try to rip you off and, and charge something for platinum seating or whatever. But back then, you could get a front row for you know twenty five bucks, forty bucks, whatever. Tony, did you well, have a guest list back then? You know what, what? What's funny about this is that at this show, and at the end of the show, you're going to see uh, the future Mrs. Thompson backstage. Yep, warming and it up for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I had to buy a ticket. I had to get a ticket. Yeah. Was this the first pay per view? You had to get a ticket. This is my this it. is my wife's pay per view debut right here. Yes, this it is. is. She debuted on TV as a Ute in a stripe uh, t shirt. But this is her first pay per view. And pigtails. But yeah, as an adult, because uh, I think she's like, uh, well, she's an adult here. I'll say that. Okay, you 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 can't really add the. You don't want to really tell her it's her age or you can't do the, the math. Oh, I, I can do the math a lot faster okay. than you could figure out. <laughs> you were here. I'll tell you that. 
Hmm. <laughs> Steve Regal will always go down as one of my favorites. And Steve Regal's one of those guys that me and you've talked about a lot. We usually talk about it with like Arn or JJ. He's mm-hmm. looked the same age forever. Yes. Yes. Like Steve Regal has looked like he was 35 or 40 for, for 25 years. And he, he looks the same really now. Yeah. And if, how about this? If Ricky Steamboat dyed his hair black, he looks basically the same as well. Right. He's in the equivalent shape right there. I mean, things may be a little looser here or there, but by and large, it's the same dude. He's just got gray hair. Steamboat's somebody, and I think we've talked about this before, but I had him on my radio show in Atlanta, uh, interviewed him, and I asked him the question uh, why he never turned heel. You know, most every wrestler seems to have had a run as a heel and a babyface, but he never did turn heel, and he didn't really have a good question, a good answer for that. He was always a babyface. So I never proposed and he turned it down, it just, it just never even got brought up or what? Never even got brought up. So, uh, well, that's kind of odd when the ratings book come out for your radio show, where does it stack up in Atlanta? Okay. Uh, well, I work on these, our station is the number one sports talk show, uh, sports talk station in Atlanta. I don't know what my ratings were cause it's a night show. I don't think they even do a book for night shows. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically like ECW in 95. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Less than 300 people listen to that. Right. They all listen to it in the bingo hall. <laughs> they do listen to the bingo hall. And if somebody accidentally turns on that station, the other people in the car chant, you fucked up, you fucked up, you fucked up. Oh, God. Cassie, that's uh, the new thing we're this? doing on the show here. We're trying to get chance over. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like, uh, last week we had a chant for Lois. Uh, you want to, you want to tell him what the chant for Lois is? Yeah. Clean up the dog hair. So what would your chant for, um, big booty Judy be <laughs> make room for anal. Oh, gosh. Well, you, you showed me the selfie with the turd, dude. I yeah. saw a selfie with a turd and you, you said, Judy this? sent this to wait, about, what was the picture? Your turd. Was the picture a selfie? Yes or no. It was not. A, it was a selfie. That's what I thought. It was not a selfie. Of her. I was looking at her. I was looking at who sent it and the turd in the background. And it said, it was a female with a turd in the background. I would give you that. What are you doing? The turd in the background. (laughs) Turd in the background. It was a big turd in the background. Seriously. It was like, it was like a baby's arm holding an apple. Yeah. You can put sunglasses on it. It was so Yeah. A lot of times in wrestling, we had a lot of big turds in the background too. (laughs) It's covered one, two. Got a two count. The biggest turd in the background is that Starcade banner right there. <laughs> That's right. That's one of them right there. You're absolutely right, I feel man. Like... Man, hang on. Right underneath that Starcade banner is that Sapphire? <laughs> it could be. I, I feel like I had it my 13th That's... birthday. That's... It said Happy Birthday. That same banner. That's, That's a pretty good pickup there, Conrad. Wait, is Sapphire the one that looks like Judy? <laughs> no, that Sapphire was with Dusty Rhodes in 1990 in the WWF wearing polka oh, yeah, dots. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the lady who I believe looks like a, a an African American Judy yeah. is uh, Miss Jacqueline. Oh yeah, Jackie. Yeah. Okay. And we saw her in person, and I agreed with you. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah. did Judy. <laughs> so wait a minute, was that Miss Jackie who sent the turd selfie earlier? <laughs> Somebody sent a turd selfie. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, in the ring, whoa, a 15-minute draw in 13 yeah. minutes. Right. Well, you know, shaving time off was a a thing that we did a lot of. It, it, I'll tell you this: Ric Flair never shaved nothing off. Oh. <laughs> I'll guarantee you, Ric Flair had a lot of 60 minute broadways at the Omni that the time was shaved off because I know, because you know who shaved off the time I did. So you're a time shaver. Yep. Huh? Well, here's what happened. We would, we would work the Omni on a Sunday night and the, the last flight out from Atlanta to Charlotte was an Eastern airlines flight at six. I'm sorry. At 11, 15 PM. And Charlie McGowan used to walk out. He was the bell ringer and I was the ring announcer. And he was, you would say, Flair's going Broadway tonight. I go, fuck, we got a flight to make. I said, all right, go to shave some time off. So we would, we would say 10 minutes gone in the match, 50 minutes to go, but it was actually seven minutes gone in the match. So every 10 minutes we shaved off three minutes. That was standard procedure. Yep. No, that was a standard Tony Shimani procedure. Fucking time shaver. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I would, so by the time we got there, they would, instead of going, whatever it was, uh, 60 minutes, it would be like 48 minutes or 50 minutes. They would go. And then flair caught me one time. He said, are you shaving time? And I would go fucking, yeah, I got to make a flight motherfucker. And he, then he kept, then he kind of got on me about it, but then he just said, fuck it. Oh, wait, he said. Well, he didn't say fuck it. He just didn't no, call me. Up there's a song. We were doing it recently. We do it here on the show. Yeah. He said, fuck it. I'm shaving off the time. Cause I got to make a flight. And the champion said, fuck it. Did that a lot. So, Are you so still time shaving shaver? happened a lot. Are you still a shaver? A time shaver. A shaver, yeah. No, uh, yes, I've shaved my I shaved my beard. What about you? When's the last time you shaved that scraggly shit on your chin? Long time. Are you yeah, a landscaper? You know that's weird because Cassio has razors in his house, but yeah, you've seen his face. I don't want to ask any other questions though. Okay, you know when I think of Cassio, I think of a lot of different things. <laughs> I think of his wife's <laughs> turd selfies and pretty much nothing else. That, right that, that's. That's going to be, that's going to be, whoa, look oh, at that. my that's God. Gonna... Drop kick to the outside. It didn't like it connected, but steamboat sold it anyway, but yeah. commitment to the gimmick for both guys. Cause that's a, that's a big crash right there on the outside of the ring, especially for 93. Absolutely. It is. So when I think of Cassie, I think of a lot of things, but you know what mm-hmm. comes to mind a lot now, What's that? Uh, his life, his okay. Money. Yeah. His life. We were all in Las Vegas. At your bachelor party. Oh, God. Again. Okay, now wait a second. Wait this a is an innocent now. part of your bachelor party. What happens if Vegas stays in Vegas? No, this is funny, though. We're all having dinner, and everybody's ordering sides. And Cassio kept saying, uh, those sides are big. We're, we shouldn't be ordering all these sides. <laughs> <laughs> but I everybody did. orders sides, and Cassio, every time somebody orders a side, Cassio would say, shouldn't order those sides. We've got plenty for all of us. <laughs> right? Who I ate all the fucking family sides. sides? I can't go on their family sides, guys. But you ate all the fucking, you ate everybody's fucking sides. Well, he, I tried that, to warn you. At that point, he did say, well, God damn it. Conrad's paying for it. <laughs> well, I'm eating it. We got off our own table. Get your money's worth. I never, I don't even like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Conrad was giggling and said, 
you know, I got this one. And I said, everybody get some damn sign. What haven't we got yet? Oh, God. We want crab mac and cheese. We want it all after this. <laughs> I don't know why that, when I think you now, it comes to mind. You're sitting over there in the corner just gnawing on everybody's sides. Ugh. Well, I tried to warn you I was going to eat all of them. <laughs> you, you did a great job. A couple, about a week ago, Cassio and I uh, went with uh, Mrs. Thompson <laughs> to the steakhouse here in town, and we were late, so we just sat at the bar and. We, I ordered the special and he, she ordered something that wasn't even on the menu and they were accommodating and then he orders whatever. And so, uh, I said, Hey, what sides are you getting? And he, he had two sides planned. I was like, okay, I'll eat that. So one of the sides is mashed potatoes, which happens to be his favorite side. And so I eventually pushed my steak away and I said, I'm done. And he said, are you really done? And I said, yeah. He said, you're done eating. And I said, yeah. And he fucking scraped the bottom out of that family <laughs> side of mashed potatoes. I perfectly ate half of the bowl and left in the other half. But he verified twice. Are you sure you're really done? It was all one scoop. The rest yeah. of the bowl. There's I'm- your time limit draw. Thank God. Your 15 minute time limit in 13 minutes. It was a good match. Meltzer didn't love it though. He only gave it a star in three quarters. It was a lot of action. There was a lot of action. You know, the double arm, uh, DDT is going to be the finish in the next match, but the double underhook suplex was the most impressive here. Something about double arms here in 1993. Hmm. I, I don't understand. Uh, Way to go back to your good looking announcers here. There's this guy. Boy, there's some interesting haircuts back there. I feel like you're not kidding. I feel like some of these guys. Oh, purple shirt right there. Hate tweet me on a regular basis. Right now, during this pay per view, he has a restraining order out against him. And look at that. It's fucking Ron Funches before he started eating oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, that was pre oatmeal Ron. Pre oatmeal Ron. No, that's how he lost all the weight. Have you heard the story? He just eats fucking oatmeal for like two years and now he's like a third of himself. That's, wait a minute. He ate oatmeal and that's how he lost all his weight? He just just ate oatmeal and nothing else for like two years and then he's the incredibly shrinking Ron. Yeah, guys, I ate oatmeal. I'm getting better. I'm just eating that Quaker stuff. I can have sex standing up now. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> Ron, Ron Funch is, is like who I, he's my spirit animal. He's who I aspire to be. <laughs> he's such a funny, low key man who just laughs and he ain't mean to nobody. I love you, Tony Shivani. <laughs> and I love oatmeal. Well, not anymore. Because I'm incredibly rich. <laughs> He must have good cholesterol now. Oh, would you take a look at this? I take private jets with Conan O'Brien now. Look, this is how I walked into Thanksgiving. (laughs) This right here. By the way. With a mask on? Yeah, ready to go. (laughs) These are the the pre-Godwins Godwins. Yeah. Oh, they're catching some heat. Thumbs down. Well, look at them. Thumbs way down. Thumbs way down. Tex Slazinger, Shanghai Pierce. Look at these fucking hair. Look at those transition glasses. Shanghai Pierce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who thought of that name? Dusty. Ain't going to be Shanghai Pierce, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take you right out of one of them John Wayne movies. Guys, you know these sides are big, right? <laughs> uh, now here, here's what yes. I'm here to see. Yes, yeah. I just fucking love everything about Cactus Jack, man. And Max Payne, aka a talented Matt Coon, 
if Matt Coon could actually play guitar. You know, if Max Payne did a podcast, it would have to be better. That would be why it ended for Matt Coon because the real Matt Coon showed up. Max Payne. Matt Coon is a great value, Max Payne. Yeah. You know, I was just a guest on why it ended. Uh, yeah. Well, that's going to do the most downloads they've ever why done. The podcast ended. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to be hit by that bad luck now. Hey, so uh, one of our friends in the group chat uh, referred to Matt Coon. You've shopped at Walmart before, right? Me, or are you talking to your friend? I'm there? talking to you, Tony Schiavone. Okay. Yes, I have. So if you don't get like Kraft macaroni and cheese and you get like the Walmart brand macaroni and cheese, do you know what that's called? Uh, it's called, uh, great value, macaroni great value. And that's cheese. all their stuff. Right. So someone in our group chat <laughs> called Matt Coon, great value Conrad, <laughs> which <laughs> I laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> this is one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Yeah. We love to give Matt Coon shit, but I don't have a problem with him. Okay. No, of course not. Why to get serious there? He's, <laughs> he's been to my house. Jeez. He nearly killed my dog. We did a Walmart joke and you got serious. Okay. Have I told you the uh, first time Matt Coon met my wife? No. Do you want to hear the story? I think it'd be great. It was 93 star Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, she's out in front of a building. Uh, okay. we're, we're doing a live show this in Philadelphia Yeah. and, uh, she's out front and he recognizes her, makes the approach, comes over and says, Hey, I'm Matt Coon. I'm one of Conrad's friends. I'm basically a stunt double. We're the same height and wear the same clothes and like the same things, except your dad. Conrad thinks your dad is like the best wrestler ever. I just don't see it. I'm more of a, <laughs> I mean, he was okay. I guess I just didn't really get it. And then when I heard that your sister was at the PC, I thought, good luck. And then I saw her on NXT and knew there was no way she'd ever be a big star. Anyway, I just wanted to come introduce myself. I'm Matt. Holy shit. That's a true story. Well, almost word for word. And so then when she tells me that later, she's like, who the fuck is that? And I was like, that's Matt Coon. He does the audio on our show. And she's like, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? She says, she told me my dad was overrated and my sister sucked and was never going to get over. I was like, she's the champ. She's like, I know. And I'm like, okay. So then later we're, we happen to be seated at the same table. Cause we're doing one of those dirty dozen gimmicks with Bruce. And I said, so, Hey man, hypothetically, if Ric Flair is not the greatest wrestler ever, who is? And he says, oh, I don't know. I said, okay, who's your current favorite wrestler? And he said, Sammy Zayn. I said, I need a check over here. Can I have a check? <laughs> I'm leaving right now. <laughs> so in his opinion, Sammy Zayn is the greatest wrestler of all time. Certainly better than Ric Flair. Oh my God. And I was, I don't even know how to respond to that. Sammy no. Zayn's a fine wrestler, but my goodness. No, you just let stupid people go on and ramble on and just nod your head. <laughs> what you do that's what i'm doing tonight <laughs> roll the credits that's the best, <laughs> best line of that's the, the best line of tonight take uh, your waist staff be here all week <laughs> oh god i had to bring cassio on the show though because i'm not feeling good is it hot you here know. or am i 100 pounds overweight good gracious you're hundred pounds overweight. Well, well thanks yeah. for verifying that. 
Yeah, thank you. They couldn't <laughs> see me on Skype like you can. Holy shit. Look at that belly. <laughs> Please sit down. Meanwhile, in the, in the, in the, in the match, text just over his I don't know what Cassio's doing right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm turning off this left monitor of mine. Now I don't see your stupid ass. Something's going on over here. I'm sorry. <laughs> going to take a poop selfie. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh God. So here we are. Slazinger doing some overselling. I, you know, I, I really like this team of, and I know you love Cactus Shack, but I really like this team of Cactus Shack and Max Payne. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I like their look. I, I thought they complimented each other quite well. I know we've talked about Max Payne before Then you know, he didn't last long and, but I liked him. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a, it was an okay gimmick for what it was. I don't, right. you know, but Cactus Jack, man, such an, such a great look, such a great act, just the facials, the noises, the moves. I just think this era Cactus Jack is one of my favorite all time. I mean, better than mankind, better than Mick Foley, better than dude love, better than any of the other gimmicks. This Cactus Jack like 92, 93, 94 yep. best ever. Yeah. And I, and I agree with all that, but then again, you know, I didn't pay that much attention to what was going on in the WWE when he was there, but, uh, but I agree, man, just loved him, loved his gimmick, loved, uh, that he could talk and he would also, he would do such the, some of the craziest shit, man. You know, we, we've seen some of the crazy bumps that he's, that he did and he was before his time. He was. Just loved it. I go back and talk about the old Philadelphia Civic Center when he said that he was going to jump off the the balcony there and land on the concrete. And someone said, no, you're not. And stopped him from doing that. But he would have done it. He absolutely would have done it. Not only that, you know, for all his, all his craziness and all his, his nuttiness and the character, he was a... a he had some pretty legit stuff too. His his working punches looked good. He could do some pretty good stuff in the ring as well. I love this move right here. The clothesline over the top rope. Yeah. Vintage cactus jack, as Michael Cole would say. Yeah. You know, we haven't talked about that. Look at this right here. Nearly fucking killed him. Wow. <laughs> From the inside to the outside, and the cameras don't even pick it up. What a hell of a bump that was. Let's see what Cactus Jack's doing here. Oh, shit. Man, he's going to back body drop him in kind of a half-ass back body drop. Tony, did you, did you see me dress up as, as mankind for Halloween? Uh, no, no. I got a retweet from Mick Foley himself. Really? Yeah. You got a picture of that? Can you send it to me? Yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd love to see it. Judy dressed up as Ronda Rousey. Did she really? I wasn't invited to, to have Halloween at your, to Huntsville. You so had, I wouldn't know. You had a ball game. No, I didn't have a ball game. What'd you dress up as for Halloween? I didn't dress up for Halloween. Thanks man. <laughs> Appreciate that. You could have said did. anything right there. We just, uh, we just walk around with the grandkids. Oh, wow. Whoa. Double clothesline from Max Payne. That's called the Paininator. The Paininator. The Paininator. 
350 pounds, son. Absolutely, son. And tag. And here we go. Getting it. Yes, they're getting it. Come on, Shanghai. Shanghai Pierce, Tex Slasinger. Duck, thank you very much. Okay. Double arm DDT. Boom. Yo, that's it. That's the end right there from truth Dude. or consequences. And, uh, there's truth with consequences going down the podcast tubes all because Matt Coon is the host. <laughs> have you listened to that show yet? The Vince Russo pod. I have not. No, nobody else has either. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I created everything cool, bro. I sound like Maya Quimby on the Simpsons, bro. I would have just called the shit the broadcast and I would have put Zack Ryder on there with Vince Russo and just let him have a bro off. Hey, by the way, I heard from, uh, our, our great close personal friend, Zack Ryder this week, he finally caught up on his, uh, what happened when listening, take it away here, Tony, what's mean Gene okay. saying. All right. Thank you very much. You see behind me, many of the fans who I saw on the big screen, the picture of big booty Judy in the bathroom with that turd behind her <laughs> and now call the wrestling hotline. One 9900 Do you believe one that to be yes, her turd or two <laughs> that to be someone else's turd <laughs> parents get your permission, but call right now who turd was that in the bathroom in new Orleans when big booty Judy sent that picture, that selfie to her husband, Cassio kid. Hey, and if you're like me, you can't even believe that a young lady like that would marry a schmo like Cassio kid. Once again, should that be her turd? All right. Uh, I was with Ric Flair a few moments ago. We did get a blow job on the way here, uh, in our, in our, <laughs> in our, now you've went over the line. <laughs> you th- my, really? My favorite line? line of the whole deal is parents, get your permission. What? Yeah. Parents, get your permission. Cassio, oh, but- I need you to voice Kyle Petty here. <laughs> Petty, I y'all, thought it was Kenny G. Y'all have similar voices here. Take right. it away here, Cassio. Well, wait for, first of all, Kyle, is it true that you were just a flash in the pan? You never, ever was anything like your father as far as driving a car. Uh, that's what the people here in Charlotte say. Don't smile at me with all those fucking teeth. Answer my question seriously. What about you? Well, if you ain't first, you last, first of all. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm not a flash in my pan. Um, you know what I do like in my pan? Uh, fried bologna. Uh, I love fried bologna. And, uh, by the way, did you see the size of that turd? <laughs> the size of that turd? I, uh, it was huge by Cassio's wife. And, uh. 42 STP. That's uh, my dad, not me. But uh, we got the same last name. Speaking of Petty, uh, how's Tony doing uh, over there on the. Uh, on the <laughs> he's, he's a Petty bitch. Well, let me say this. Your dad was in number 43, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> and the only thing you could do was mellow yellow cars. Well, speaking of mellow yellow, uh, is, it, is it possible to shit without pissing? I don't think it is. Uh, it's always Melly Yellow with the Dr. Pepper. It's always it's always a thing. It's impossible. If anybody will know anything about shit, it will be the guy to my right. Congratulations, Kyle, on your career that never hey, went fucking anywhere. Hey, there hey, he hey, is, Kyle Petty. Hope you get Coming up next, we're going to have another racer you don't know. And where are we going to do next? Oh, let's go back to the ring.
Yeah, that's a great point. I never really thought about that. Tony, have you ever shit without pissing? No, impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. What about it's when like, you're sick? I think when you're sick, you can. No, it's like sneezing, keeping your eyes open. That's impossible too. Yeah, your eyes will come. Oh, out. wow. Speaking of here. shit, here comes Colonel Parker. <laughs> and how about Steve Austin rolling the videotape yeah. here, stunning Steve, as he was known with the ring jacket that I think, uh, needs, make, needs to pop my up. hair, but we have the same hairstyle. Right? Yeah. Actually you, you and Steve have the exact same uh, hairline. I, I wonder, uh, I wonder who's broke the seal more though. You or, or Steve, <laughs> we're going to get two or three, two out of three falls here. <laughs> God, look at Dave Hancock with a hat on. Shit. <laughs> Where's that jacket? Dave Hancock wasn't there. He couldn't have gotten free tickets in 93. <laughs> he was at a Cubs game. He was at a Cubs game. I probably bought those fucking tickets too. Uh, oh my God. Meltzer would well, say this that, is, that this is going to be the second best match on the card behind okay. your main event. And you've got, you know, a pretty cool deal here because you've got two of the best workers and What's interesting is they're not going to be here much longer. You know, just a couple of years after this, both of these guys are in the WWF. Eventually they'll be stone cold and gold dust. I see a theme here with what we've seen so far. And what's that theme that you see here? Well, you know, Paul Orndorff, Paul Roma and two cold Scorpio all had arguably more high profile runs in the WWF Shockmaster certainly did. Uh, Steve Regal and Ricky Steamboat, I, I think you could argue had bigger runs, uh, in the WWF, or at least more high profile runs without question. Cactus Jack, Tex Slasinger and Shanghai Pierce did. And now Steve Austin and Dustin Rhodes, and we're going to keep it going in our next match, which will be Rick Rude and the boss. Yeah. So what you're saying is they knew how to develop talent and we did not overall. Well, you guys like for these two guys, you're almost a feeder system. You know, you have the biggest star in the history of the business and one of the most iconic who's going to sell so much licensing and merchandise and action figures. I mean, that gold dust character is going to feed his family for decades, maybe generations. And you guys, well, this is what it was. You know, it's amazing when you, when you think about this, because when I first understood that he became gold dust and saw it from afar, I was thinking what, you know, what the fuck are they doing? They put sure. their, they put his daddy in uh, polka dots, and now they're making him this. I don't know, this crazy. Well, yeah, he he was androgynous, an androgynous character. Thank you, good. But in reality, you're right. He made tons of money with this, didn't he? Yeah, merchandise. And, I mean, and, he did. But you had the exact same reaction that I think all wrestling fans did, and certainly the people in the business. Like, oh, look what they're doing to him, but. You know, two decades later, it's like, oh, well that worked out. We were wrong. Right. And, but you know, n- not all of that is credit to Vince McMahon because a lot of guys would have pushed back on that and, you know, it could have been another red rooster, but Dustin really dug his heels in and made it work and made it cool. Yeah, he did. And was very, very entertaining and got his wife a job to boot. Can't beat that, can you? you focus a We've lot seen on these two guys lives. wrestle before on in the archives. This is a, I think, a two out of three fall match between right. these two. So these guys were just, and of course, Colonel Parker says the elbow. He hit him with an elbow. 
You want to do the math? How old's Colonel Parker here, Tony? Um, <laughs> is he older than Paul Orndorff? Uh, yeah, I would think he would be. Well, you know, we've talked about his jump rope academy before. Yeah, we have. I was told that uh, Casio Kids is more like Legoland. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I know his wife knows a lot about Lincoln Logs, though. I learned that today. Mm. Lincoln uh, Logs. Colonel Parker was uh, 43 years old here. So Colonel Parker on the outside is actually younger than Paul Orndorff. Yeah, he is. I guess that hog meat put him in an early retirement. <laughs> yeah. Maybe his hog meat atrophied like Paul Orndorff's arm did at this time. Oh, wow. oh Jesus. Hey. <laughs> you know, oh, you know, Bruce Pritchard saw that thing in action. He said it had a knee in it. <laughs> Which way did it bend up or down? I think it was left and right. <laughs> it was like, it was like wag. Okay. I got a knee in mine too. A a weenie. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were talking about all the times you were in the makeup chair and they would knee you there. Like, get out of here. That's what I thought. Every time you tried to hook up a Lois, she knees you in the crotch. (laughs) I got a knee there too. (laughs) Uh, A wee knee. My goodness. Got it. Thank you. Oh. Is that an original? Did you write that? Uh, no, I think I heard it. Yeah. Well, you, I can't believe you bothered to remember it. <laughs> Paul's hey. jokes to steal. That was the one. Weenie. I'm going to tell him to my award-winning radio show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how come you don't have me on your radio show that much? You've been on you multiple times. On I've been birthday. on once. You caught it on my birthday. You don't remember. on your birthday. You don't remember, but I had you on once when I was in. Oh, that's and, right. And, oh. and uh, you were on once for Jimbo's, his co-host birthday. Okay. By the way, I don't know why you were on Jimbo's podcast or Jimbo's radio show wishing him happy birthday. Cause I have it on good authority. He's never listened to this show. No, he called, he called wish me happy birthday. Oh, okay. Jimbo said that for me. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, you, you've listened to the show. I will say I hate to do this. Uh, Bruce called in before you, Tony. Well, that's probably you had him scheduled to call in before me. Did Bischoff call in? No, he did not. I don't think Bischoff knows Cassio. In fairness, okay. even though I mean, I, no, he I did, ate lunch with him and drove him around. But. Yeah, he ate lunch with us in Nashville. But that was your no. Birth- at that time, no. Your birthday was before. You're correct. You're correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that was like three weeks ago. Yeah, you're right. Oh, okay. You're right. right. You mean in the, in the timeline? Yeah, you're right. I got my timelines all askew. Timelines. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. You're a time shaver. <laughs> right. I thought you were talking about three weeks ago, but really shaving time off, it was two weeks ago. <laughs> So I got to tell you, I enjoyed my tour of, uh, Europa with, uh, Bruce. Really? Well, that's great. Did you, did you do some, uh, uh, pub crawls? Do you do a pub crawl? No, I did drink a lot of Bulmers though. Everybody over there was trying to get me to drink Guinness. I didn't want to do that. I drank some right. Bulmers, which is like an apple cider. Look at this guy getting in his face. Holy shit. 
That is serious. It's just a, it's just, I, I look at this and just amazed about how great a star he would become the biggest star in the history of the business. I don't think there's any no. doubt started over. I don't think there's any doubt started over. You almost did it uh, without question. Thank you. You said last week, you aren't going to say it anymore. <laughs> See, I, knew, I knew as soon as I got it out of my mouth, he would call me on it. You said you weren't going to say it anymore. And you said it again. Hey. I'm going to give you like three or four more times to make that voice. Then I'm just going to stop the show. <laughs> I'll turn this car around. <laughs> you didn't like that voice. No, I'm hey, just fucking with you. Do what you okay. want. What, what is, uh, Steve like in the locker room at around this time? He, uh, he wouldn't know he he's was... outside calling the matches. Honest <laughs> man behind the scenes. What's he like? Uh, he was, uh, Steve was a pretty cool guy. Texan. He was, listen, Steve was kind of like what Stone Cold was like, you know? I mean, is he thinking, hey, the man's holding me down, or is he, what's he doing right now? Well, uh, I, he was unhappy about a lot of things that were going on. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, and, of course, this is, you know, once Eric, you know, later on, there was a scene that I got involved in backstage at it's well-documented Casio <clears throat> backstage at center stage. And mm-hmm. he didn't show up to work and Bischoff said, call him up. And I called him up and, and Jeannie said, he's not here. And then he was in the background talking. And, and so Eric said, did you hear was he there? I said, no, but he was in the background. So I know he's there. And so he fired him. Is that when he sent you the selfie of him taking a poop? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. But, but Steve was a pretty cool guy. He was just a laid back guy. And, and, and I think Vince did a great job of taking the, the, his personality and developing it into a character. You know, he wasn't from Hollywood. He wasn't, he wasn't stunning Steve, uh, from Hollywood, California he was Steve Austin from Texas. And that's what he became a fucking Texan tough guy, Texan. Right, a rattlesnake. You know they're tearing it up right here. No, it's yeah. a great match. Yeah. You know it's it's no wonder that Meltzer said it's the second best match. And obviously, if if Flair Vader doesn't happen, people would be talking about this match as the best match on the card. And it just goes to show you how much talent's here. And I know I was busting your balls about the WWF earlier, but really, Orndorff. Scorpio, Regal, Steamboat, Cactus Jack, Steve Austin, Dustin Rhodes, Rick Rude, the Big Boss Man, the Nasty Boys, Sting, Road Warrior Hawk, Flair, and Vader. I mean, there's some other underneath guys too, but man, that's a loaded card. There is so much wrestling talent, so many Hall of Famers on this show. Certainly the two guys in the ring right now, Hall of Famers. I mean, just on and on and on with the talent that you guys had, but the business was in a downtrend and I don't know that it was really because of the booking. And I know we like to make fun of that and talk about it, but you know, there, there are just natural, I mean, you hear that phrase all the time. Oh, the business is cyclical. I think that was very much the case here. I mean, it's not lack of star power. It's not lack of good matches. 
it's just one of those things. And I, I don't know why it ebbs and flows, but I just know it does. And sometimes people can't put their finger on even like, you know, traditional sports. Why the last few years NFL ratings were down, but now they're up. Nobody, I mean, you know, everybody has a theory, but nobody really knows. Well, one of the reasons that, that I think that wrestling becomes cyclical is that people grow tired of it. Just like they do any television show. They grow tired of a television, sitcoms or dramas in TV. They have what, like seven season spans normally. Wrestling goes on and on and on and on. So you would think maybe every seven years they would grow tired of it and then they would get back into it. Uh, the only thing I, that that I think this card needed, and I think Matt Coon would agree, would have been Sami Zayn. <laughs> that would have made this fucking card. Don't you think so? <laughs> drop, drop the mic, Tommy. You're done. <laughs> Tip uh, your weight staff on the way out. Good night. Sammy Zane reference. Thank you very much. I'm glad you did that because me and and Conrad's back was hurting from carrying the show the whole time. (laughs) I appreciate you finally jumping. I finally came up with something funny. I was ready for that joke. I knew that one was coming out eventually. (laughs) We we saw a tremendous stand-up special on Netflix called Bumping Mics and I knew it wouldn't be long before that had to be <laughs> dusted off here. <laughs> hey, you know, a stand-up comedian I listened to the other day, first time ever, I thought was great. Who's that? Brad Williams. I have to check him out. Yeah. Is he a little person? Yes, he is. Very funny guy. Yeah, he is. He's the, uh, <laughs> he's the swoggle of, of comics. He does it. Yeah. He's very, very, very funny. Yeah, I like him a lot. Where where did you see that or hear it? Well, one Still of our uh, one of our one of my friends on Patreon, I do a live uh, talk uh, chat every night with our patrons. That was saying we were talking about comedians one night, and the couple of them said, uh, "Check out Brad Williams." And I put up his album on Spotify, and man, tremendous! Absolutely. If you listen to our number one rated morning show, we've had him on before. He's very oh, okay. Fun. Are you guys on uh, TuneIn Radio? We are. Or you can get our, we have our own app, our free app. WRG you got your own app? Rocket okay. Uh huh. What's it, what's it again? What's Rocket the app? Rocket 95.1. I know. Uh, WRTT are the call letters. Yeah. Okay. We got this guy, Nam, that works with us, Casio. Yeah. Uh, he does accept PayPal, too. Okay. <laughs> for that, for that plug. <laughs> well, okay. Are, are we, send are, him- are we, paying, money. are we paying Cassio for his appearance here on the show? No. No. One, two, ooh, two close. count. That was close. Parker was getting ready right there, wasn't he? Saying, what, what are you talking about? That should have been a three. Well, he's a cheating motherfucker. Oh. oh, down we go. Oh, outside. I'm going to wallow around on the outside here. And he threw him over the top. And that's one fall. Steve Austin's winning. All right, Austin wins the first fall, guys. Look at him, Colonel Parker just falling asleep on the side over there. He's it's probably he passing out from lack of blood flow. <laughs> He's he fell asleep. He's still laying down over there, man. He conked his ass out. Oh, get the guys in the yeller to come get him. 
I got to tell you, just the way they're Yeller. they're shooting <laughs> this at times yeah. is comical. Yeah, I know they need a third guy to carry carry his uh, jump rope. So Austin wins the fall, but Parker is done. Boy, they they quickly got him off of there, didn't they? They did. Going? Court Bauer was in their ear. <laughs> Get him out of there. <laughs> you mean little Vinny? Is that your nickname for? Oh yeah. See, here's what I meant though. Oh they, shit. They zoomed in on Steve doing the deal. Like they uh-huh. got a camera down there right by him. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Exactly. Hang on. We got to watch him pull the blade out. <laughs> Zip. There it is. Get it up close. Let's see uh, the white meat. That sounds like my Thanksgiving dinner. Oh. <laughs> uh. So what'd you think of my dad trying to uh, razz you after the Georgia game? By the way, look at the lighting oh, here. Oh, gosh. How, w- how WCW is this? Did somebody yep. hit the switch? <laughs> so I feel like somebody's leaning up against the light switch. Oh, down it goes. Down it goes. Quickly, spotlight, spotlight. Uh, What's happening here? Somebody's getting ready to sing the national anthem. <laughs> spotlight in the ring. <laughs> oh, God. One, two. <laughs> He kicked out in two. Boy, that guy Cassio. It did. Because <laughs> it did look like the anthem lighting. It, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. Somebody hit the preset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Somebody say something about power outage. <laughs> oh, the lights are back on. Thank God. Bring them up full, motherfuckers. <laughs> I want all the lights on. Oh, God. We could have understood it if we would have been in Georgia, was just said. Yeah. Oh, he's got the, he's got the tights. One, two. That's it. He won it in got two him. straight falls. Two straight. That is it. So, Dustin, don't bend over so to crack your ass. Come on, man. There you go. That's much better. Covered in blood. Got yep. the white tights on and the white meat baby face covered in blood. And there yeah. is your winner. Also bloody in a heap. See, guys, foreheads are and in. check out the belt that they're sporting here. Once again, I say motherfucker. Oh, oh, he hit Not me right my... in my hog meat. No. <laughs> Watch him flip around, flop, flip, and lay over on his side and fall asleep. That was fall one. And here's the second fall, grabbing him, covering him, grabbing him, covering him, grabbing him, show a little bit of the ass there, covering him, one, two, three. And your winner, stunning Steve Austin, soon to be stone cold, soon to be the biggest star ever in the business. Meanwhile, let's go back to these two good-looking announcers. Jesse, what did you think of that? What did you think of the fact that Steve Austin fucked him over twice? Not once, but twice, Jesse. Jesse's not talking. Oh, okay. Jesse. Uh, <laughs> let's see what I can see now. Jesse, 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 Jesse. I love your bald head. I love your beard. I love your rat tail. And I got one more thing to say, Jesse, 
Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Well, here's the thing, Shavanto. If you would just let me talk, I would show you how Vince wants it done. You see, I actually sued and got a boatload of cash. You voluntarily walked away from a big payday to come call matches with fucking RoboCop. Not me. You see, I was on the big screen doing the big movies like Predator. Meanwhile, you're calling matches with fucking RoboCop. Yeah, well, that's from Jesse the Body Ventura, but I moved my family back to the south. Had a chance to move closer to Huntsville, Alabama, and they said, where would you like to live, Wilton, Connecticut, or Atlanta, Georgia? And I said, well, what's closer to Huntsville, Alabama? They said it would be Atlanta. And I said, well, then I'll move there because one of these days I'm going to meet Conrad Thompson. You know who he is? He's going to marry that girl we're going to see at the end of the show. You know what I'm talking about? That's exactly right. I do know all about that, Shivani, and I'll tell you, of all the women you could marry on this show, I think our man Conrad picked the right one. If you know what I know about some of these ladies, oh, she's the right one. All right. Well, that is from uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, and now let's go back to the ring. I'm Kyle Petty. Y'all want to talk to me again? Fuck you, Kyle. Seriously, Kyle Petty pulled out of the parking lot here and just turned left for four days. <laughs> By the way, can we talk about the fact that we started the show by you calling Cassio kid, Jay-Z, you're yeah. so excited about Bojangles, right? Jay-Z is going to love that. By the way, Jay-Z flair, he might even send you a picture of his wife's butthole. Yeah. Uh, I'm kidding. She doesn't have one. They're just taking it day one. by yeah. day. Over there. No, we've already seen, we've talked about your wife's butthole for the whole show. That giant turd, that big old Lincoln log. Oh my God. Speaking of big turds, her turd. she's, she's gluten-free. So they're not like that. Well, since we're talking about it, what does a gluten-free turd look like? Cause I'll never oh know. My <laughs> oh my God. Where is uh, Tony? What? You where can't, is Tony? He left. He ain't got he time for this him. shit. Eyes over here. <laughs> Tony, I don't know if you can see in the background. Cassio, but this is the, what happened when wing, he built this whole fucking wing on his house. None of this was here. Everything you see is brand fucking new. All right. We got this, the bat symbol, this new sheetrock, that new flat screen on the wall. We got this big fancy couch, got a cedar chest, got this there. chair. That's real squeaky. He's on the new desk. Got a cedar chest. Back there. That's a solid cedar chest. That no, cedar chest. Can't... That cedar chest has been with me since I was a kid. I knew it. It's got quilts in it. Don't it? That's got an, at his it's age, at his age, it's got an Afghan. Let me just tell you <laughs> this guy right here, probably smoked mid Atlantic magazines. Smells like yeah. mothballs. Cut the Cut fucking the music. music. Get it, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. I said, cut the right music here, motherfuckers. God, I love direct road. Yeah. Uh, listen to all you Alabama redneck pieces of shit. Motherfucker that cheer for the Alabama crimson tide. You're in Charlotte. There's one thing worse, and that's cheering for fucking Auburn. Fuck Auburn. <laughs> fuck Cassio. While we're at it, fuck the Florida Gators. Whoa, yes. Boy. Hooters <laughs> girls booing him. Look at the big gold belt. Ooh, look at the big Hooter. Excuse me? What did you say? What was that? The Sorry. big Hooters. Huh. They got plural the second time. Oh, by the way, it. can I give you a peek behind the curtain about Bruce Pritchard? Please. So, uh, me, him and JBL are in Houston for a live show. JBL was our special guest. And of course, since we're in Houston, Bruce's wife comes along and we're trying to, uh, no, we're in San Antonio. I'm sorry. 
Mm. And we're trying to find a spot to watch the triple G fight, which is on pay-per-view. That's a big boxing match. And as soon as the show's over, I'm like, Hey guys, I was told we could go to this bar or Hooters and they'll have the fight. And immediately Bruce's wife says, we're not going to Hooters. And I said, well, I didn't ask where you was going. I was explaining where the fight is being shown. And then I'm going to go to one of those establishments and I don't care which one, but I want to see the fight. And JBL says, ah, me too. I want to see the fight. So then we jump in and go to the other place and quickly realize, okay, they don't have the fight. So now we're supposed to go to Hooters. And she says, we're not going to Hooters. And I'm like, well, I am. And so of course, Bruce is navigationally challenged. So I had to watch it on my phone as he drove around in a circle, trying to figure out where Hooters is now fast forward. And we're going to spend new year's in Vegas. And it'll be a collection of my friends. All of my friends are invited. Of course, you're not coming. Right. You don't come to anything, Thanks, Tony. but Cassio's going, Bruce is going, it's going to be a great time. And he booked the same hotel that I did. And I told him, I said, listen, tell slip it in that they, the hotel reached out and said that they overbooked, but they're going to put you in a sister property and she'll say which one. And then you say, I don't know. Let me look and then pull it up on your phone and pretend that it's, and say it a different way, like howders. <laughs> and when she says howders, what is that? Just go with. It's owl themed and she'll say owl themed and then just show her the Hooters resort and casino because they have one in Las Vegas and tell your wife that we're going to the Hooters casino and he's going to do it this weekend. So it should be fun. Okay. There's two minutes of my life. I won't get back. All right, well, go ahead and do commentary on the boss Rick Reed match. <laughs> no, that was much more entertaining than me doing commentary on the boss and Rick Rude. So I, I just think it's funny that his wife won't let us go to Hooters. Meanwhile, your wife gets on here and just cusses like a sailor. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you guys are sick fucks, <laughs> you know, and all that shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bruce's wife is, we're not going to Hooters. It's like, <laughs> what you didn't, are you talking about the same place we are? Like there were leggings tank tops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is for uh, the uh, NWA World Heavyweight Championship that Rude had, which uh, is the big gold belt here, right? I don't yeah. think. No, I don't think so. I think you're mistaken. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. I just saw up. the big gold belt. Yeah, now, I understand, it. but it's not the NWA World title, dumbass. It's the International World title. What is it? The International. Listen. It's the International World title? Yeah. That's what y'all fucking called it because the NWA sued your ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> you were there. You should know. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. Remember we had David Crockett at our show in Charlotte and they asked him about the NWA and he said a bunch of full of a bunch of assholes. Remember? Yeah. Talking about all those promoters. It's funny. You, you think I didn't see the giant fucking belt like, duh, it's yeah. not the NWA belt though. Come well, on. You were in the middle. You were in the middle of an anecdote. So I thought maybe you had had your head turned <laughs> away. Anecdote. <laughs> By the way, how depressing is it that everyone in the ring's dead? Thanks, yes. Man. You reckon Rick Rude's wife ever sent him a turd selfie? <laughs> what I'd know. like to have right now <laughs> is for you to never, ever send me a turd selfie ever again. 
I really felt like when he started ranting, you were going to yeah. do the old, what I'd like to have right now is all you Bojangle eating charlatans, <laughs> balding belt <laughs> spinning, yeah. white sunglass wearing oh, douchebags <laughs> with your pineapple suits on. God almighty. Mm. But you didn't. No, I didn't. No, you shit on Alabama. Shit on Alabama. Do you have any friends whose last name is Rotten Crotch? No, I do not. Okay. You do, right? Yeah. Yeah. He met Rotten Crotch. Yeah, he spent a whole weekend with him in Vegas, but he (laughs) didn't know how he is now. Eric considers you a friend. Apparently, you don't consider Rotten Crotch a friend, Tony. I met Rotten Crotch? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. He's the one who's saying the bread looks like a penis head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Did I ever tell you all the story when I saw a big boss man and Rick Steiner at the beach and it changed my world forever? Really? No. Panama City Beach. And what were they doing? Uh, I was on vacation and uh, they were on vacation with their family. And first of all, I thought they shouldn't have been hanging out. I thought they hated each other. Uh, I don't know why that, but Big Boss Man and Rick Steiner and uh, Rick had a SpongeBob SquarePants t-shirt on. And it was, you know, it was the first time I saw wrestlers not in the ring. Just, what are y'all doing hanging out with each other and you've got a SpongeBob shirt on? This, This can't be happening right now. SpongeBob, Rick Steiner got me. And Big Boss Man. Just hanging out with their family. So Rick Rude, Rick Steiner, and Big Boss Man? No, no, no. Big Boss Man and Rick Steiner. Okay. I feel like you've named 14 wrestlers, and now I'm not sure who was actually there. Just Big Boss Man and just Rick Steiner. I know that SpongeBob was there. Steiner had the SpongeBob shirt. How over with the boys with SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> not at all that I can remember. Let me just tell you, I feel like if there were a wrestler representation of spongebob squarepants is tony shivani <laughs> why would you say that well first of all you live in a pineapple under the sea <laughs> you can't drive that's true can't drive my ass <laughs> are we gonna race let's race can we have i can a- drive i can drive like the fucking wind <laughs> how does the wind drive I was about to say. really fast I can drive faster than you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. But I'm a damn good driver. I'm a much better driver. <laughs> Bullshit. No, let's, let's take, let's take, uh, some, some cars on, a, on some like courses, some obstacle courses. Do some okay. Let's do skills. that. I would love to outshine you. Well, you I would love for you to try course before Tony. Got out of his car, went to the front of it, and cranked it up with the little rod, and got back in. That's true. He's a fucking yabba dabba doer over there. <laughs> we'll have a gay old time, Efren. Okay. Well, uh, let me just tell you, I feel like Efren's taking a turd selfie. <laughs> <laughs> I just bet you he has. Oh boy. He, he tweeted us wild bill. Oh, oh, there's a lot going on. Have you here. heard that episode of us yet? Yeah. What did you think of well, the voice? The, it was fantastic. 
<laughs> that was fantastic. Look at this right here. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's a good camera angle. Well, except he missed the shot. Of course, exactly. <laughs> he missed the shot. The camera, Great camera angle. No Keep one. it there. Oh, fuck, missed the shot. <laughs> That Craig Leathers, he was on top of his fucking game, wasn't he? Well, that wasn't Craig Leathers. That was the cameraman who legitimately had no idea what rude was or what boss man's move was. I mean, he's been doing that for a while. Slide out right. and punch you. Uh-huh. Which by the way, takes a lot of agility. Pull him up. Pull him up. Bam. Oh, Oh, Palm to the face, hand. man. Yeah. Anytime I see Rick Rude's legs, I always think of Kevin Nash's quote. But he says Rick Rude told him it's an upper body business. True story. They're tiny. Minuscule. That's that's the Ric Flair word. Those little minuscule calves. Right. <laughs> Have you ever seen Rick uh, calves? There's tiny? another. Didn't we just see this with Rude and uh and uh Jimmy Snooker? No, Jimmy Snooker did not kill Rick Rude. No, I'm saying, okay. didn't, didn't we see the, the, the bear hug and you know, we're discussing about no, what you're thinking about is Hulk Hogan and the ultimate warrior on okay. Patreon. This is the That's first right. match ever with a bear hug. Oh, uh, yes. I do think the bear hug is like, unless you're a giant, I don't think it makes sense. No. Like if you're a giant and like if big show was wrestling, Daniel Bryan, all right, I'll buy it. What you, cause you don't think you can inflict pain with a bear hug? No, it just, it, you're talking about squeezing. Like to me, that's a big guy and a little guy. Like when Hogan warrior did it, I don't know. Yeah. I, I listen, it's, it's there for two things. Number one to rest. Number two, to be able to call spots. No, I don't, I mean, but in, I, I in reality, it, it exists. It, it I'm has, just saying it it's, doesn't. it's illogical. Yeah. Right. Like a reverse atomic drop. Boss is working him over in this. Moment. Well, yeah. I mean, boss could do some shit, man. All right. I think he heard his no, no. Yeah, he sure did. And up. rude with a sunset flip. The referee and counted to 43 there. That's right. And your winner on a sunset flip in a title match. How about that? That was, all, that was it. Well, yeah, it was it. The WCW world international heavyweight champion. Uh, Meltzer would say not nearly as good as their television match. Rude got a good heel reaction coming out. So some people haven't caught on. They should not even worry about unification. They should just make this belt disappear. Two stars. Yeah. He's right about that. Make the belt disappear was the silliest thing ever. Now what we're about to see now is going to ruin the entire fucking pay-per-view. Now I do like this sunset flip. Like there's a lot of agility here. The sunset flip yourself over the ring like that, over the ropes and then down. Well done. One, two, three. Landed it perfect. Your winner and your international world title champion. So, uh, next up though, is a 29 minute match. That's going to go to a fucking DQ. 29 minutes to a DQ. Yep. That's what we got next. All right. Well, Cassio, you better be funny. Call this. We got a promo here. Coming up next, it's Super Brawl, WCW's springtime event. It'll be Super Brawl number four. 
on pay-per-view Sunday, February 20th, double thunder cage live. So Jesse, what do you think about a double thunder cage live? And what about that fucking tie you got on? Well, I'll tell you what, I got it from Vince McMahon's closet. He's my close personal friend. And once I won that $800,000, he even had to give me his wardrobe. Yeah, well, that's, that's better than what I did. And let's go to the ring. Are you ready for 29 minutes of a great tag team match? Well, if you are change the channel because it's not here. Instead, it's Sting and Hawk taking on the nasty boys. By the way, what a great duo this is. I mean, I know it looks a little weird that it's not both road warriors, but the cool face paint, the cool jacket, the cool shoulder pads. This looks like wrestling right here. By the way, of all the foam things you guys sold, I think the foam sting heads is probably the worst. Yeah, I agree. I, as a matter of fact, I don't even remember them. I know that it's almost sacrilege to hardcore road warrior fans, but I love the red shoulder pads with the black spikes from the WWF that he's rocking here. I did too. That sting jacket's pretty styling. I'd wow. love to own a steam jacket. Uh, a, a guy, I know, a friend of mine in uh, Virginia recently landed a whole sting outfit with a sting jacket. And I was like, man, you bastard. That's cool. Speaking of cool stuff, oh. here comes Missy Hyatt, man. You want to talk about roll tide? Oh, holy shit. Right. That's roll tide right there. You're not kidding. It is buddy. The serious look she's got on her face, man. She got them things out. Ooh, there's knobs. By the way, have you seen the picture that's floating around the boys right now? What? Send it to him, Cassio. I'll text Check your phone. There's a picture floating around. And one of the boys sent it to me and I thought, why are you doing this to me? And then of course I had to share it with Cassio. Now it's, I think Cassio's favorite thing. (laughs) Because we'll just, I'll just be in the middle of a fucking work day and here it'll come. And I just look down at my phone. Ding. Oh, I got a message from Cassie. Let me open that up. Oh, not again. <laughs> Man, those tag belts. <laughs> Two of my favorites. <laughs> one of them wound up uh, in a private collector's collection in Florida. I don't know where the other one is, but I would love to find it. See it, Tony. So be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, yeah, I see it. Huh? What do you think about that? <laughs> Take a look. Huh? Welcome to Pity City, my friend. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. That's a nasty boy. <laughs> They're the boys. It's a, sh- <laughs> a shame we can't share that with our, uh, our listeners, because we'd be kicked off all of social media, but <laughs> yes, we would. I don't know. Does that technically break any rules? I don't know. You said that one too. Yeah. Did you get the second one yet? Not yet. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> Can you believe uh, this? God. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Let me just say blue chew is an option. All right. If it feels (laughs) like it has left you behind gentlemen, start your erections with blue chew and get a hashtag super hard dick. Tell them all about it, Tony. 
Well, uh, Conrad, I I'd like to tell you that you can get, I don't have my copy up here. I don't know. A super hard dick and, and you can get a great offer, uh, just for listening to our show. Now, here's the thing you need to know about blue chew It has the same active ingredients as both Cialis and Viagra, but it's a chewable. So it works faster than those, but maybe best of all, you don't have to go to the doctor to do this. That's uncomfortable. That's a little awkward. And so it's going to the pharmacy. You can do this completely online and it's going to be shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. It's fast. It's easy. And maybe best of all, cheaper than the other two options that you've heard about. It's all about blue chew. It's reinvigorated Tony's love life. And based on the picture we've seen, uh, some of the boys are going to start getting some packages soon and man, it's going to get real nasty after that boys. Am I right, Tony? Yeah, it really, <laughs> God. Oh Lordy. Is there a promo Absolutely. Code it I is. Uh, but what, what are you is saying back there? Is there a promo code I could use? Ask him well, oh, yeah, there is a promo code you can use. And here's the promo code you can use Cassio blizzard, visit bluechew.com. Get your first order free. When you use promo code, you writing this down, Cassio got it. W H W. Okay. And if you do that, you only pay the $5 shipping. Wait, so That's, we can get a super hard dick for just $5 when we use the promo code WHW at bluechew.com? That's right. That's B L U E chew.com promo code WHW for only five bucks. You can get a super hard dick. What happened? <laughs> what happened when you got a hashtag super hard dick? <laughs> Go ahead and get yourself a hard on and then tweet us at yeah. WHW Monday. Don't send us pictures. That would be yep. nasty boys. We don't want that. Wow. We don't want to see your knob. So don't send us any pictures of your knobs. You, you know what guys? What's that? It's the first picture of a penis I've ever seen. Easy. <laughs> ever? That's the first picture of a penis that has a vagina on top of it. That's a penis vagina combination. I can't. No. Look. can't do this. It is. Well, I'll tell you this. It's not sags. <laughs> it's not sagging. Oh God. Where's, right, the, we're, we're, where's the knob though? Meanwhile, back to wrestling. That's the first gunshot wound I've ever seen. <laughs> they shot him right <laughs> in the Peter's down. hole. Tony's down. <laughs> Tony's down. I got him. I got him. It took me longer. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe. Three, <laughs> two, one. We're back. Breathe. Okay, we are back. Thank God we're back. So oh, we got man. we got a long time here before we call uh, the main event, which is really what we're here for, if we're honest. Right. But yeah. before Kyle Petty was interviewed, I was starting to tell you that I got a text message <laughs> from our close personal friend Zach Ryder. And he was doing right. some catch up on his WHW listings. And he said, I was right. Chilled vodka shot is his go-to. Not natural light. Okay. And he also told me that, uh, well, let me read this. I don't want to get it wrong. All right. Are you still on roller skates over there, Tony? <laughs> no, you still look distraught. This is great. I once broke up with a girl because she was drinking Bud Light out of a can at a New Year's Eve party. Have some class. Wow. Wait, Zach said that. Yeah. Oh. 
That's totally Zach. That's a good spot. Unfortunately, there's another 20 minutes to go in this match. Yeah. <laughs> Which is longer than Brian Nobbs has probably ever been. <laughs> God mighty. Set you another pick, Tony. Send him that one. Stop with the fucking picks, okay? Stop sending me the motherfucking picks. Why are you cussing? Look at the last one. It's a comparison. Oh, I saw that one. (laughs) He said stop. Wait, you saw the cone head? Yeah, I saw the cone head. What about SpongeBob? (laughs) Our tag is made, and here comes Road Warrior Animal, a hawk in. Thank God it's not Road Warrior Animal. This match would have sucked even more than it has now. By the way, this match in the Observer uh, gets two and a half stars. Meltzer would say, Missy Hyatt gave Hawk a black rose before the match, although sloppy at times. In some ways, it wasn't that bad, but they were out there far too long to have such a weak finish. They did the Road Warrior finish on Knobs, but Sting put him in the Scorpion when Missy Hyatt interfered for the DQ. I'm in the minority on this, but I didn't think the match was that bad. Although the idea of them going that long for such a weak finish was awful. This may not have been the scheduled finish as they had it booked to go to a full 30, but Sags was injured and hospitalized after the card. And they may have done a quickie impromptu DQ finish that didn't work. So chat me up. Do you know if the finish was changed here and what happened to Sags? Sags. Uh, I, if, if I recall correctly, Sags, uh, had a shoulder injury here Going into and it? it may have, it may have required, uh, it may have required surgery. I think he missed some time right after this. Did he have the injury going into the match or, or it no, happened during it the happened, match? it happened during the match. So what you're saying is Sags suffered a shoulder injury and somebody shot Brian knobs with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently from what I'm looking at. Yes. Boy, I feel like Missy Hyatt got shot with the love gun. Oh man, God. You know You collect robes and there's people collect robes and uh, all kind of stuff. I see a lot of collectibles here. Do we know where that pink outfit is that she's wearing? No, but I'm sure if if she's got it, it could be available. Is it? Well send her a DM. Asking for I don't think I'll send she, her a DM right now. I'll say, Missy, is that pink outfit you were wearing available? I don't think, uh, what I don't, I don't think she follows me on Twitter. I don't think I can send her a DM. Yeah. You got to follow each other to do a DM. Okay. Well, I think she follows me. I'm not sure. Oh, she probably does. Well, then you because of all the guys in WCW, I was probably the nicest to her. You without, message without question. Yeah. How about the, uh, the, the, the glee that, um, your boy takes and talking about firing her. Well, yeah, it, it's something I guess we, we, we talked about in his show, right? And he told us the story of, of how Missy confronted him or something at a Christmas party or whatever. That's right. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't want to get into that. That's kind of a downer, isn't it? 
No, I didn't. I didn't say I wanted you to tell me about it. I was just saying he, he really enjoyed it. Yeah. What are you doing, Cassie? What are you doing? Hey, we're watching the fucking match. Why don't you? No, call you're us? taking something with a motherfucking picture. Taking with a something with a picture. What are you? Are you even saying English words right now? What are you talking about? You're taking something with a camera. You're taking hey. a picture of something with a camera. I saw it. Well, what's wrong? Is that illegal? What's going on? I saw on? you motioning over something. Something fishy's going on here. What are you? What are you? What are you saying? Looks even I don't, better. <laughs> I don't get you. Hey Tony, I texted you. You did? Yeah. Let you get some of that. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's oh, going on, God. Tony? What's going on in my life? Oh, Tony. God. Why, why, uh, anyway. why are you Pull arm drag and twists and pulling down on, uh, whoa, man, he's got him hunched over there, too. Yeah, he does. Got him hunched over. He now he, he's going to mount him. He's going okay. to mount him. He's, he's got him on all fours. At least he got him on three. Pull him back on his hair while he's got him hunched over from behind. Okay. Uh, and there you see Nick over. Patrick saying, everybody back to your corner. Boy, I tell and you what, though, he means business. Brian Knobs is not doing much dicking around. No, he's not. All right. Still got him hunched over, and now he's going to put him into the ropes and run into him. Oh, he missed. Oh, he, man. For him to hit the pole like that, it makes me think Brian Knobs is a big asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mitzi said, get him. Jump on him. Bang, bong, bing, bang, bong. Bing, bong, bang. Hit him, Missy. Come on. Would you show Missy Hyatt, please? What the fuck? There you go. Much better. I do want to mention we've got um, Dick to go, drop top, titty tipping time. <laughs> Damn, I'm good. I broke Conrad's leg. Kayfabe, the HJ. Life gigged me. We've got a lot of fun items over at boxagimmicks.com. And when you pick something up over there, eventually your boy Tony's going to give you a call. I know my new favorite thing over there is oil of Olay all day, every day. And fresh off of our, uh, our, uh, show last week, war games, bastard match. <laughs> is uh, that a new shirt? It is. And, and we've even got in the FBI style from the ECW FBI. What happened when it says WHW, but then on the back, it says somebody say something about lasagna. We've got a, a, a without question shirt and. Tony, I don't even know that you've seen this, but we've got a shirt that's red crimson. In fact, and it's got gray outline of the state of Alabama. And it says we win championships and fuck our cousins, <laughs> which is from our road trip episode. That too is available at box of gimmicks. We've even got one that sort of looks like Starbucks, but it says Shivani coffee. We've got WWCD, which I put up there with protest. Yeah. But my absolute favorite thing, and I even got Cassie this for Christmas. I guess I'm giving him a spoiler. It's a picture of what looks like spam, but it says WHW and uh, above it, it says, once you get past the smell, you can eat it <laughs> all sizes, all colors, <laughs> check it out. Box join the silliness. We even got high spot fatigue over there. Well, it's true about spam that once you get past the smell, you can eat it. I love spam. I do too, man. Do you go thin slice sandwich or do you go the spam burger? Uh, I go to the spam burger, man. You, you know what I like too? Half? I like fried spam and red cabbage. 
Boy, I feel like if you did, you'd have a big old asshole. <laughs> yes, you would. I've never, I'll be honest with you, I've never had the, red, the spam with the red cabbage. Good stuff, man. I can't believe you two disgusting fucks are eating potted meat. Yeah. Oh, Listen, my wait, God. Potted you know meat's different. The, you, Look. Hey, that deviled ham. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about, Tony? Yes, I do. And the little tiny can. Is that what they the put little- in like a cheese balls? No, this is bad. This is like the armor. Yeah. It's got the devil on it out on the outside, devil ham. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's uh, isn't it like wrapped in white paper? Yes. You take the white yeah. paper off and it's a can. Right. And when you eat it, you're like, Yeah, something's bad going on here, but I kinda like it. Uh, let me right. just say, as a rule of thumb, if, <laughs> if they draw a devil on the outside, I don't think you should eat it. Yeah, they just yeah. straight up do. Tony, I've got to hey, tell look. you, we've got a long time left to go in this match. A and long it, time. there is a phenomenal story that has cracked me up to the point that I've required Cassio tell every family member, every male family member, his dad recently celebrated an anniversary. <laughs> we can't do this, can we? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Are we sure? Yeah, we can. I'm, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> the floor is yours, Cassio, as we wait on okay. Brian Knobs to do an arm bar on Hawk. Okay. Tony, how long have you been married? Uh, 37 years. Well, my dad's on his second marriage, uh, and he's been married to my stepmom for 24 years. Okay. And uh, he is on, uh, well, about the time this comes it's about the time this is out he'll be he'll be 70 years old and uh so y'all are the same age and uh i called him on his anniversary a couple weeks ago and said hey what are you doing and he's he's a notorious wild turkey drinker I, okay you know because we keep it classy in Etowah county and uh, he, I said, "What are you doing?" And he said, "I'm, uh, well, I'm about to crack open a bottle of this uh, Knob Creek 120 proof." And I said, "Well, you can't hide money, first of all." <laughs> uh, and he said, "He said, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't buy it for myself. I got it for an anniversary gift." And I said, "Oh, oh yeah, you got it for your anniversary." And he said, "Yeah." And I said, "Oh, you've been married?" And he said, "Well." I thought it was 22 years, but she says it's 24, so I forgot two years somewhere in the in between. I said, okay. And I, I said, so you got a bottle of liquor. Uh, I said, what'd you get her for your anniversary? And he said, well, something big. <laughs> I said, no, don't, don't even. <laughs> he said, yep, yep, tube steak. <laughs> I said... Okay. okay. All right. I see what we're doing here. I said, so she bought you an expensive bottle of liquor and you got her some tube steak. And he goes, well, she also got me a shirt and a piece of pussy and both of them were too big. Look, <laughs> he's gone. Tony's gone. Tony's gone. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your dad to go to bluechew.com forward <laughs> <laughs> slash WHW <laughs> and it won't longer be too big. <laughs> the Dude, that crumbled me. 
<laughs> because after that whole story, I still did not see, and both of them were too big coming. <laughs> it was so out of left field. I did, I just. <sighs> His dad is. I mean, that's the funniest fucking joke I've ever heard. Oh my God. I texted Conrad when I told Conrad. I said he's just told a joke funnier than I've ever done in my entire career. Period. Radio, comedy, everything, <laughs> TV, everything. My dad just beat me on one joke. Oh my gosh! Meanwhile, this match is still going on. Yeah, it is. It's Sags it's, has a Sags has hurt his uh, shoulder now. Speaking of twenty-four years, yeah, this match right. has went on for twenty-four years. Oh. <sighs> wow! God, I. Can't believe you made me. Why couldn't that. we have put another match in there? I mean, think about it. There had to be t- two other guys we could have put in there. Me and Conrad. Well, you could have put Terry Taylor in the equalizer in. No, forget it. I would have rather seen this match go 40 minutes than that. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It was a good thought at one time. Yeah, oh, shit. Hell, put Kyle Petty going up against, I don't know. Dick Trickle. Yeah, Dick Trickle. <laughs> Bill Elliott. Somebody. Swerving Irvin. Swerving Irvin. Tiny Lund. One, two. Mm. <laughs> he just keeps bending over, doesn't he? <laughs> bending over to pick him up. Bending over, throw him over the top rope. you know usually i can tell just because i've i've seen you guys do this podcast live before yeah usually when y'all are both quiet at the same time i know personally it's a really good match because y'all are watching it and you get caught up in watching you know really good action yeah not so much on this one no that's why we brought your ass in here (laughs) I should have known so when I was requested to be here, some shit was going down. In my hey, head, we got a shitty match coming up next week. We'll call Cassio see what he's doing. Well, you think you think Stark Egg 93, you think Flair Vader, and that's what you remember. Right. But I forgot we had to get we had to get through this. Yes. Take the the bad with the good. Still going. Still going. It just goes to show you. Of all time shaving times, you couldn't you couldn't shave. Yeah, I know. We we should have said ring the bell right now, right in the middle of a tag. (laughs) Right in the middle of a tag. Yeah. (laughs) It's like I don't know if you ever saw the the Monty the Monty Python uh, episode where everything that every one of the skits they were doing, they would bring in a guy dressed up in a military uniform. He'd go, stop, stop, stop. We're stopping this right now. This one, this, uh, this episode is really horrible. This is silly. Stop right now. And that's what we should have done. Just had somebody walk in and say, stop right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we are canceling this match. So you think he's already hurt his shoulder here? Yeah, I think so. Well, he's put in a lot of work since then. Yeah, I know he has.
He's not even. He he didn't favor it while he was in. He didn't. That's when he was when he was walking when he was walking out. He kept trying to when they were like they were leaving. Yeah. He kept trying to his right shoulder. He kept trying to, to move it, it to try to. And then Brian Knobs saw him do it, so he was trying to move his shoulder. Like, yeah, mine hurts too. It was like, no, you dumb fuck. This is a shoot. <laughs> mine hurts too. <laughs> Mine hurts too. Well, they're twins, right? Twins feel yeah. each other's pain. Hey, hey uh, Conrad, chat me up up on this because I don't remember where was Road Warrior Animal in all this. I don't recall. Okay. I believe he was out with an injury. All right. Yeah. I know that. Uh, Hawk and animal had a few dust-ups about Hawk doing the gimmick without him, you know, not just working a tag match here, but he worked with, uh, in a Japanese promotion with a Japanese partner doing the road warrior sort of gimmick without animal. No. Cause if you remember, uh, animal eventually would, would take a Lloyd's of London payout. Right. And somehow was able to return, but only if you work tag matches. How silly is that? As if tag matches were going to be less stressful on the body. Wow. That Lloyd's of London shit was a hustle. Yeah, of course it was. They still have it? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think they cover any wrestlers now. I could be wrong though. Yeah, I understood that Lloyd's of London was not really necessarily an insurance policy. It was like just guys taking chances. A group of guys say, okay, we'll take those odds. I was trying to look some stuff up over here. It says uh, in Japan against the Beverly Brothers in 92, September 92, Laurinaitis legitimately injured his back from a botched double suplex. And took a lengthy hiatus. Hmm. AKA got paid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. AKA big face painted pussy. Tell everybody how you hurt your neck again, Tony. Uh, a rear ender from Brian knobs. <laughs> no, I never hurt nobody. No. <laughs> Very non-threatening. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of those whiplash wrecks, you know, really happened to me twice. Twice in what kind of time period? Uh, probably in a three-year period. Why'd you keep letting people run up your ass? (laughs) Well, sometimes you just can't see it coming. And you, you claim you're a better driver than Conrad. Yeah. Guess how many times I've been hit. Yeah. Twice. How many times? Twice last year. Not from the back. Not never from the back. I don't let anybody hit it from the back. You yeah. got T-boned. I did get T-boned once and I got, here's the best part. I was pumping gas at a gas station last, last year and an uninsured dancer with a puppy just ran right into my car. And that's how he <laughs> met the good of Judy. It's true. Fast forward a year. I'm getting turd selfies. <laughs> an uninsured dancer with a puppy <laughs> ran into your car. Yeah. I swear. Yeah. My was wife was in the car. In the car? Uh, yes, crawling all over. And that's why she was distracted and hit a parked car. She was also high as a kite on, uh, life, 
things that would have fit in a wrestler um fanny pack we'll say that okay so anything mm. Un- uninsured unlicensed what kind of puppy was the, the the cops recognized me from you know local television commercials how about that and they're like oh hey hey it's conrad thompson said the phone number and the whole deal and they're <laughs> like uh man what do you do i work at jimmy's <laughs> and i'm like oh god one of those dancers well can i see your license and registration i ain't got none but i'm diamond you can call and ask for me oh god <laughs> i just left my wallet at the at the house i just came over here to get some food for my new dog at the gas station gas station dog food <laughs> it's not even a thing it could be a shirt yeah, like so had spam expiring on the shelves. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, parked cars at the gas stations can get hit in Alabama. Speaking of parked cars, Brian Knobs has been parked here in an abdominal stretch with Sting. Which, if you were just flipping through the channels and saw this, you would think it was some sort of team yoga. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he got out of it finally. Yeah, there you go. Hot tag there. Look at this. Look at <laughs> that this. is a hot tag. He comes busting through the ropes. <laughs> he is. He barely gets. <laughs> well, it's because he's in a lot of pain right now. He's, he's like, struggling. fuck this shit. <laughs> okay, now I can verify he is injured. <laughs> or he just but, normally moves like that. What's happening oh. right now? Oh, a hot tag out. <laughs> I <laughs> can't say it. Fuck this. I, can't stay in here much longer. He okay. He did one punch and went, no, nah, it's still hurting. I'm out. was <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, I just need a damn breather. Uh oh. Okay. Is he going up top? He got that real tree tank top on. You know, I listen in, in real life, guys, I don't know what you've heard about the nasty boys in real life, but. I always got along with them. I thought they were really cool guys. They were, Heenan always was scared to death of them. He thought that anytime the nasty boys are wrestling, he and I were at ringside, we were going to get hurt, but I always liked them. I thought they were really cool guys. Wait, why do you think that you never got hurt though? No, but he was, he was always scared to death of them. And it all, it always led me to believe that something had happened in the past that well, that hurt Heenan. I don't know. And I will always, I asked him and I said, is there something in the past with you and ask boys? He go, no, I just don't trust them. I just think they're out oh. of control. Oh gosh. Look at this. That was <laughs> just, a slow trot right there, brother. You're not kidding, man. Did he hurt his ankle too? <laughs> he struggled. <laughs> man, he whipped his partner in there, didn't he? He did. And now he's back out. <laughs> hey. Say what you want. Knobs is having to put in some work, right? Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. Oh, he's out. Thank, he's saying, thank God. Thank <laughs> God. Look, he, oh. <laughs> he flipped over and died. Where's the sniper in the building? Oh. Now, now. Why did he flip over? Sags is saying, I'm done. I'm he fucking done. Over and died. I'm fucking done. Somebody go and kill me now. Knobs is getting worked. Yeah. 
He's exhausted. He's ran a marathon here. Exactly right. He is absolutely exhausted. <laughs> He's getting stomped on his bad shoulder. <laughs> Floft. Yeah. Well, this is going to end up pretty good. That was a strong splash. Did, yeah, did somebody... <laughs> it almost seemed like somebody sped up the tape here. Uh-oh. Wait. Oh, no. Only got a two count. Or was that a three? No, a two count. Hey, the Meanwhile. Crowd, the crowd got pumped there. Yeah, they did. Were they just, ha they thought it was going to be over finally? Yeah, that's right. Oh, they, oh, shit. <laughs> Look at him. God, Almighty is still going. Whoa, whoa. That's not a place you want to be no. if you're Sting. <laughs> Hurry up, quick. Oh, yeah, Ripley. Holy shit. Holy shit. You give him a whole Rollie's at it's gotta be over now. Nope, there's your DQ, Missy interfering. Uh, we've got I think one. oh look, well, I think she had a wardrobe yeah, malfunction. The, she had to tuck them. Yeah, the boys can pop it out on that one. The you girls, know, not the boys. Lip sync ships. See, she manages the nasty boys, she's got the nasty girls. <laughs> hmm. Hey, uh hypothetically, since Nobs isn't wrestling anymore, do you think we could set him up at cowboysforangels.com? <laughs> we might. Oh man. What do you think he should charge? Huh? You're working on that right now, aren't you? Working on what? Making his, his profile? His, yeah. His page. No, no, we're not friends. I was looking oh. out for you. You know, I helped you okay. pay for the wedding yeah, here with the podcast. You. I was just <laughs> go, what? No, that's what it's happened. I mean, that was the reason we did the pod. And, uh -huh. Look at him now. He's got his own pod room. He does. That's a layer. It's a wing. I mean, y'all are underestimating that cedar chest back there. No, that's it. Here you go. All right. You just saw it. One of the nasty boys got hurt. The other one kept getting on all fours. And you probably by now know exactly who did what. How about Missy Hyatt? And those girls go popping out. That's what I, well, that's what I wanted to see. Hey, we talked to Kyle Petty earlier. You're talking about a worthless interview. How about a worthless phone call? 1-900-909-9900. You can talk live to Cactus Jack and Max Payne. That's right. Kids, get your parents' permission. Calls cost $99 per minute. <laughs> there are a bunch of dumb fuck kids who are on here for two hours. How about that? $99 a minute for two hours. Add that up like you would adding up, well, how old Tony Schiavone was when this aired. But let's uh, want to bring in now my next guest. And uh, here he is right now. Where is he? There's no guest. Let's go back to the ring. I'm Kyle Petty. I, I'm, I got Melly Yellow over here if you need me. <laughs> All right. Here we go. It's time for the main event that we've all been waiting for, that we suffered through 29 minutes of a disqualification type motherfucking type match. Here we go. Come on, let's go. This is the match I've been looking forward to. The champ's out first. Here he comes. The man they call Vader with Harley Race in tow. 
and the WCW world title upside down. Cause Harley don't give a damn. Now Harley race is wearing his best insurance suit. He's here to talk to you about term life, whole life, credit life. And don't forget your property and casualty. He's got low deductibles and even lower premiums. You can pay weekly, bi-monthly, monthly, quarterly, annually, online or in person. Many affordable payment options. It's the best insurance on God's green earth. Look at this fucking McLovin motherfucker with his fingers taped up. You think they were taped up so he'd remember how many to stick up his own ass? Okay. What is that? Maybe it was a birth defect, Conrad. You ever thought about that? He's talking shit, all kinds of shit to Jesse Ventura. Yeah, he told me, he said, motherfucker, you better say something good about me. More interesting hair here. Vader, Harley Race, or Jesse Ventura? Mm. Vader. You know, the thing about Vader's hair is I always wondered, like, what do people think when they see him walk through an airport with like the reverse Mohawk gimmick? And there's the most beautiful Ric Flair robe ever made by Olivia Walker, purple with the feathers and the big sleeves styling and profiling looking only as he can look pop pop in the hometown. How big of a reception was this Tony flair uh, in Charlotte on the 10 year anniversary of Starcade? It was, it was amazing. And even at the beginning of the show, when Jesse and I, they had us, you know, pumped to the crowd. So you could hear us on the PA. Every time we mentioned Ric Flair's name, they would go crazy. 11 times the man. Great shit, man. For fans to take time to make that stuff. So where would you put this in Flair's greatest moments, Conrad? I mean, I think it's certainly top 10. I I mean, I think you could really argue that it's top five. Yeah. You know, I think everybody thinks about the trilogy with steamboat and funk as better matches. And I'm not arguing any of that, but the story that you guys told with this, I think he would say Starcade 83. He would say this one. He would say his retirement match with Shawn Michaels. I mean, those are huge. Sure. Knowing him, he'd probably mention great American bash 90 with sting. I don't know what he would pick of the trilogy with, um, Look at him. yeah, with Vader is massive. Yeah. I don't know what he would pick of that trilogy from 89. I know he, he probably would put the blackjack angle in there with the yellow robe, the hat and the yellow robe, which was your right. favorite. So that's probably his five. If I had to guess. Yeah. But this is you on know, the I, list. I, just because I said of it before hometown. about flair. I think, I think the, the best matches he had with steamboat were probably ones that weren't televised. You know, we always think about great matches as just the ones we saw on TV, but he and Steamboat had programs all over, you know, all over Mid-Atlantic, all over, all over. And they had great matches that, uh, and, and Steamboat tells a great story about he and Flair going, uh, 90 minutes in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, uh, when, uh, George Scott told him only go. Was 90 minute time limit. George Scott says, I only want you to go like 45. And Flair said, No, he told Steamboat as the match went on, we're going to go 90. Jeez. And they did. By the way, Vader, Vader right here looks, he couldn't draw it up any better. No, he's, he's super, he's super heel, is what he yeah. is. He's perfect. Yeah, you're exactly right. He was perfect as a super heel. 
I mean, that shot of him flexing is, hey, I just want to hate him. He's a, he's a monster, like they said. Right. So uh, tell me up on this, Conrad, because you may know and I don't. How did Vince use Vader? Did he use him well, not at all, or he, what? They viewed him real strong. Um, he attacked. He had a, a strong rumble showing, which was his debut. And then the next night on Raw, he attacked the commissioner, uh, Gorilla Monsoon, and put him in the hospital and then was suspended uh, to go ahead and get the shoulder surgery from where he fucked it up with y'all in the cage match on the beach with Hogan. Yeah. And um, anyway, when he came back, they had a plan for him to do a trilogy of matches on pay-per-view SummerSlam survivor series and Royal rumble. And they would start with him uh, doing like a, a DQ finish at SummerSlam in Ohio. And then they would do a title switch at survivor series in Madison square garden, put the belt on Vader, make him the man. And then two months later at the Royal rumble, uh, they would have Shawn Michaels win it back in his hometown in a big stadium show. Well, the match at SummerSlam, there was some miscommunication and Sean was not happy with Vader and really showed his ass during the match was unprofessional and Vader had developed a reputation for being, um, stinky and not washing his gear and not, right. not having the best hygiene and a reputation for hurting guys with stiff shots. And you're going to see that happen in this match here. So as a result, Sean pitched a fit and had it switched. So much like Sid was the plan here and Rick had to fill in Vader was the plan there, but Sid wound up filling in instead. And after that Vader was never the same. He had a handful of matches where he, you know, was, was figured in against guys like the undertaker, but he was never in the title hunt again. Never a serious top guy after that. I mean, Shawn Michaels really torpedoed his career. Right. So Sean, Sean had him basically blacklisted. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, they were down on Vader. The office was for the weight gain and for being what they perceived to be injury prone, you know, if Vince and, and his guys feel like they can't trust you with the spot because you're not reliable, they just don't figure you in up top. You know, you're going to yeah. be working middle or underneath. And yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's what they perceived him to be. And when he couldn't get his weight down, they, they were pretty much done with him and he had a pretty uh, insignificant run after the first six months of that Shawn Michaels feud. Seven, they hit him with coffee. Yes. So here you go. Uh, You're going to see some real shots being delivered here. You know, Vader was a bit of a bully. That was the real right. life reputation. And of course, in real life, Flair and Harley are much better friends than Vader and Harley. And at some point in the match, Harley's going to communicate to Flair. If you don't start hitting him back. When we get to the back, I'm going to bit, I'm going to hit, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you because he was just going with the flow and letting Vader bully him. So you're going right. to see some, some real live shots from both guys here in this match. Flair may be bleeding from the mouth already. Right. But if he's well, not, I know he was bleeding to. from the mouth at, at, during the interview afterwards. Is this their first match ever? Uh, this uh, is, yeah, I, I don't know if this is the first match, but I know for sure that this is the, their biggest match. Yeah. I mean, this is probably their first match. But I love the fire that flair shows. And 
I know a lot of professional wrestlers really look to this match as, you know, a classic, you know, regular size wrestler, not a little guy, but a regular wrestler versus like a super heavyweight, the big guys. And they'll refer to this match as basically the perfect way to sort of tell the story. And I think it's proof that you, you know, you don't have to have an overproduced angle. You know, this is a a very simplistic sports story. Look at these. Those are some live action here, man. Yeah, you're right. Body shots look stout. Flair looked up as if to almost as if to say, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I don't think Flair's selling the ear here. I think it's really hurting. Interestingly enough here. Uh, Flair is the exact same age as Paul Orndorff in our opening match. Wow. Look at this. 242 pounds, overhead press slam. Jeez. Down he goes. Isn't it a wonder the way Flair took all those bumps all those years because he was so hesitant after the plane crash and the back surgery that he took him on the side. Isn't it right. wild that he's going to be 70 in a couple of months and he doesn't have massive hip problems? Yeah. To me, it feels like he should just have massive hip problems from taking all those bumps. Cause you know, the idea being, I don't know shit about wrestling, but the idea being, if you do a, a traditional flat back and throw your arms back, you can spread the, the blow out and sort of distribute the impact a little better. And he's just not doing that and just fucking wham right on the shoulder and the hips. And of course he's had some shoulder trouble, but to me, it feels like, man, he should be wonky hipped as hell. And he's firing back here. Look at this. Holy shit. Fans are getting into that man. Into the post he goes. Well, Rick was laying him in right there. It's just probably Harley talking to him here. Yeah. Wow. You know, when you have, I mean, this is just such a natural story where you've got the smaller guy, as they say, fighting from underneath and just showing all this fire, but because you're the big monster, you're not selling it too much and you're still firmly in control. It's just a classic wrestling match story. It's, it's definitely in my top five. And I know that a lot of people prefer, you know, the steamboat stuff, but the story in this is just really, really good. I like this and the funk match as well or better than those steamboat matches. You think he's going to vertical suplex him twice. Now he just throws him. But wasn't that, isn't that what a big bully would do? Like, fuck sure. that. I'm not going down with you. You go down. Right. Absolutely. And then just a, oh. a headbutt, oh. just brutal. Good God. And the, the believability of Vader in 93 could not be understated, right? You know, cause he was just decimating the enhancement talent. You know, they showed a clip at the beginning of the show of him legitimately breaking a guy's back oh, and he's laying them in here, man. That was coming in hot. Oh, he's going to do that spot regardless. Yeah. You got to get the usual flare bits in, right? 400 pounds wearing lineman's gloves. This is before MMA was really a thing. Of course it existed, but 
the gloves he's wearing were, were predominantly worn by NFL linemen. Man. Oh, geez. I'm digging this. I'm digging this 10 times more than when I called it. And that's, what's crazy about a match like this is even when you know the outcome and there uh-huh. you go, he's bleeding. Yep. When you know the outcome, if it still entertains you, they've done a good job. Yep. What's your take on Vader style here? You know, a lot of guys call it strong style these days. And, you know, back then they probably just called it working stiff or working snug, whatever the case may be. Um, some guys say, Hey man, that's unprofessional. It's supposed to look like it hurts, but not actually hurt. And other guys say, Hey man, it's a big show. It's a pay-per-view it's on TV. You got to lay that shit in there and make it look real. Yeah. Well, where do you fall on that? Tony, I, I fall on, you got to lay it in and make it look real. Cause I always said that you're, you're tough, you're big, you're strong athletes. You can take this shit. And I'm talking about the blows and not necessarily about throwing people on the concrete or doing crazy shit like that. But I'm talking about chopping each other and hitting each other in the face and side of the head. You're big men. You can take it. And you know, yeah, Vader was a bully, but also Vader was the type of guy. Scott Steiner was the same way when the lights went on. He got, he was so fired up that he, sometimes he didn't know how to work soft. Right. He was just, he was in the moment. He was, he was in another zone and it's like, uh, it's like football players, you know, the great football players, man, when they, when, when the, when the whistle sounds or when the game starts, you know, they are, they got their game face on and he always had his game face on. He was dangerous, but shit. Well, on the flip side as a fan, the last thing you want to see is, you know, Hey, I'm running back for a punch and I completely miss. Yeah. You know, on the flip side, you don't want to see it uh, like that. So you'd rather see it as a fan at home. You'd rather see it stiff than anything. But there's a lot of people that can make it look stiff, Cassio. Yeah. And it wasn't. Right. Flair was one of those. Scott Hall was another one. Flair has told the story on his old podcast back in the day that he would tie a string to a lampshade in his hotel rooms and just practice punching the string until it didn't move. And even to this day, he could punch your chin and it would, I mean, you'd feel it on the hairs on your beard, right? But to everybody around you, it would look like he just punched the shit out of you. And all you would feel is like a graze on your beard hair. I mean, but you know, Mike Coon thinks he's overrated. Well, I mean, he's no Sammy Zane. (laughs) He doesn't wear a driving cap. That's the thing too. I feel that there's the blood. It's really coming out now. I'm not discrediting Sami Zayn. I'm I'm just busting no. Matt Coon's balls. Yeah. Hey, you know, this is a fun question, Tony. We've never really talked about this. You're Mount Rushmore of wrestling. It's a fun topic to debate amongst wrestling fans. Right. And there's no wrong answers. It's very subjective. Chat right. me up. Who is your Mount Rushmore? It's a personal answer. Not what okay. everybody else thinks. What Tony Schiavone thinks. His big four. My big four are Ric Flair, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan. Ricky Steamboat. That's it. That's it. You got four. You only got four. Okay. That's the four. That's the four. 
And I, I can't say The Rock because I didn't see that much of The Rock. Me and Tony was the same until Steamboat. I would say The Rock. Yikes. No way you can work that either. 400 pounds right on your crotch. <laughs> uh, well, I've told Judy that many times. <laughs> I, said, I think I said that on. I think I said that on my honeymoon. <laughs> Me and you, one was getting that egg on her. I'm sorry. I know. I was waiting on it. Such a, I'm sorry, Mrs. Thompson. There's no way for me to work 400 pounds. It's, right to the cross. I'm just going to have to grin and bear this. I'm sorry. And there's the blood. It'll be over soon. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey. Talk about working stiff. Golly, listen to you. <laughs> Hell of a match, guys. It is. Without question. Yeah. What was the what was the ratings uh what was, what was the stars given by Meltzer on this? Probably oh, a dud. You want to Oh my gosh. Now, it had to be north of 4 stars. Four and a half. Oh, oh yeah, okay. He would say tremendous storyline and psychology. Pretty much everyone knew that Flair was going to win. So Vader just destroyed him early. To the point it raised serious doubt. Whenever Flair would get an advantage, Harley Race would interfere and turn the tables. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know the finish. But he also says uh, right after that, I'm looking for your awards balance to people who were voting. Of course, it's the end of the year. I guess this is the first issue of the new year. But still, I think um, I think everybody knew this match had to be in the conversation for match of the year. Did I get it? I don't know. Yeah. Man, Flair looks like a beaten man here. And that, again, that's the great storyline here. Holy shit. Like whatever you want to say is is top five Flair match. Or yeah. If somebody says this one is in there, I mean, you, you know, it's hard to argue with them. Right. right. Still being a pro, still calling the spots, says reverse me. Oh. Pop pop doing work. You know, and when I when I think of the greatest of all time and I and I think of who is on my Mount Rushmore, you put Flair in there for so many reasons, but one of the reasons you put him in there is, is a reason that only the guys who are in the business really knew. And, and that was how he could call a match. Tony, I'm, I'm proud to tell you that, uh, I wasn't imagining things. I was like, I don't think it won in my head, but it did not in fact, win match of the year for 1993. Oh, really? Yeah. Toyota and Yamada beating Kansai and Ozaki and all Japan oh. women's pro wrestling from April oh, 11th okay. at dream slam two in Osaka, Japan was the match of the year. Not this one. What'd oh you, yeah. That what, one to come to everybody's mind. What'd you think of that Toyota Yamada versus yeah. Kansai and Ozaki all Japan women's pro wrestling match from dream slam Two. How did you think it stacked up to this one? Well, I think of it this way. When Lois said, Hey, I like another car. And I said, how about me getting you a Toyota? And she said, Hey, Yamada. I watched it and I wanted to watch more wrestling 30 minutes later. That's a really bad joke. That's all I have right now. 
By you, the way, the referee, you know who the referee was for this one, oh Cass, for that one, Cassio? Oh, gosh. It was the old commentary ninja. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> what? what do you think about the finish in that one? <laughs> huh? Uh, Come on. No. Come on. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> you want to. No. Uh, shit. They'll call me a wasist. Watch out. Watch cross. out. Here we go. Stay away from the announcers. Mask off. See, that's now that those are, that's flare working punches right there. Yeah, absolutely. They are. Yeah. He's giving me those in the bar. Right. <laughs> You're not marrying my daughter. (laughs) 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 This is an old school chair shot here, boy. Yeah. That's the chairs we sat in in school. This is library (laughs) chairs for sure. Hmm. Oh, he's gone. Well, he's dead. The way he's laid out, it looks like the way they would, uh, lay out the guy, the, the heels in running man. Get out of here, Kenny Powers. Oh, that's not Kenny Powers. Oh, I just saw the mullet. From yeah. There. That's the ref who got fired on Nitro with his little kid there. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Randy Anderson. He's is a great no guy. longer with us. Randy was uh, killed in a car wreck. Well, way to bring the room Thanks, down. Tony. <laughs> You're welcome. Realistically, who would have thought between the referee, Vader, Flair, and Harley, Vader and the referee are the first two to check out. Yeah. Because Wait, of the lifestyle body? Rick led. But you know what? There, there's something also to be said for cardiovascular training that Rick had the best cardiovascular training than anyone. He stayed on the Stairmaster longer than anybody. And that was one of the reasons for his longevity. What's happening? Well, and, oh, no. you know, it, it allowed him to survive being a zombie, you know, cause who right. we know today is zombie flair. It's zombie Ric Flair. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he, he died and he's back to life and exactly. he's, he's here for your blood and your brains. <laughs> Although you said him and Gene were getting some brain on the ride to the arena. <laughs> getting some hit, getting, getting some hit. Uh, we got two short Casio over here now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I forgot. They don't like music on the well, they don't like music or Casio. <laughs> so it's fucking double whammy. <laughs> Hopefully they like hearing hey, about rap. your wife's turd selfies. <laughs> My hmm. luck, it'll be the first one Judy's listened to <laughs> since she made an appearance. One of these big spots. Uh-oh. Whoa. Notice how uh, Vader's got a little uh, red spot, a little mouse, if you will, above his left eye. Here we go. Yeah. We're getting this close to the finish here. And look at the four. fans respond to this. Harley. Harley with the short sleeve shirt and the tie. I'm here <laughs> to fix your goddamn copier. You're <laughs> a, you're a toner. You're using the wrong toner. <laughs> that cartridge will never be the same. 
Just call us anytime, 24 hours a day. The king of copiers. Man, Flair is fired up now. Look at that crowd. Yeah. They're behind him. They're with him. Ooh. And down he goes. Well, that's great psychology there, man. That really is. Fans are fired up. Figure four. Flair's fired up. Cut him off. Cut him off. Absolutely. It's good drama. Big elbow. And then the, <laughs> 400 pounds on the crotch again. <laughs> look at this, man. Look at rocking his fucking head back with those forearm shivers. Fuck. Like Cassio might be high. Nope. Yeah. Not at all. Bottom rope. Second rope. Do it. Gonna bounce it around. Nope. He's going to the tippy oh. top. Oh, he's going for the moonsault. Look at Flair move himself over and Ooh. move himself away. Cover him. <laughs> Look, trying to push him off. One. Harley's going to try that flying headbutt. Whoa. Oh, God. I hope his term life policy was up to date. And the <laughs> push referee his ass pushes out of Harley there. out. Get the fuck out of here, motherfucker. Talk about working Sith. <laughs> oh. Big forearm, big chop. Two of them. They come in threes. Four. Oh, Boom. There, cut him off again, baby. Just when you thought. But wait a second. He's got him. One, two, three. Oh my Look God. At the crowd. Look at the crowd, man. What a big moment. And he is so excited. They didn't see it coming. You're right. It, everybody knew he was going to win, but they did. They did a great job with how the finish happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. And they're going to snap it on him. Already. Almost immediately. You know, and we've, we've talked a lot before about how Flair as a baby face kind of sucks. I mean, even our Starkid 83 episode, Flair as a baby face kind of sucks, but man, it worked here. Didn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It worked here because of the story that that was built up with the family and, and the big monster on the other end, there was a bald Dave Silva. What? In this dance. <laughs> And now he knows he's got to get backstage instead of staying at hand, celebrating with the fans, which they all probably think, what the hell? Yeah. Because if we, if we saw in Starcade 83, how long he stayed in the ring afterwards. Well, you just did this big pyro show and now you got all the confetti and he's like, cool, I'm out of here. <laughs> but it's because they've got this big thing planned in the back with the big celebration. By the way, that belt that he's sporting there is uh mounted and framed on the wall of our close personal friend mr dave milliken he's got all the cool belts here from this era and stand by white shot where are we gonna go where are we gonna go craig where are we gonna go is to he back replay. there we're, we're gonna going go to, to replay. replay here we go hmm. call it tony all right the headbutt Harley race. Now let's take a look at nature boy, Ric Flair. Oh, the big Vader bomb. He got him down, but Ric Flair undaunted grabs him, sees the opening, flips him over. 
One, two, three, and he pinned him, and that was a great pin. Great finish. That crowd. What a moment, man. Yeah. Not only are they standing ringside, they're standing everywhere. Still All right, where are we going to go next, Craig? Come on. We got Vader. Is Vader ready? I can't, I can't fucking hear anything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. But where are we going to, where the fuck are we? Craig, you don't need to see me. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, fuck. Well, I guess we're going to go to the backstage. We're going to send our buddy, Eric Bischoff back there. Jesse, what do you think? I think that was one of the most unbelievable matches I've ever seen, bro. I thought Vader had it. Vader has demolished everyone that's come in his path. But today the nature boy had a better game plan. He's the ring general and he caught him with that schoolboy, Tony. Well, I hope the fuck, are we going to go backstage or not? What the flying fuck? How much time we got left in the show? We got fuck. We got five, six minutes left in the show. All right. I'm looking over to Steve Johnson, who is our, uh, and uh, talking to my right ear here. We, I, what? Oh, thank God. Let's go to Eric Bischoff. How cool is this man? You know, they've got the whole room taped up. Like it's from a scene of Dexter. Right. And, and it's because they're going to do the whole champagne celebration when he wins, but of course right. he doesn't. So this is all for naught. He's going to knock down some lights and knock down some lockers. And Jerry Sachs is in the corner with a hurt shoulder, not giving one fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you saw you. it. Vader's pretty upset. Wouldn't you say there, Jesse? Oh, it's probably because he found out there's no ribs in the back. The big man likes his BBQ. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Uh, do we have the Flair family ready to go in the back? Of course we don't, Tony. This is a shit show of WCW. Flair's well, not even back in out. the back. He's out here waving to the fans. He wants to be mayor one day, but I think anybody who knows Flair knows there's enough skeletons in that closet to fill eighth grade science classrooms around the world. Yeah, Jesse, what I want to know, was that, uh, was his teeth bleeding or was that a, a dip of skull in his mouth? That's blue chew gone bad. I have a okay. good authority that he's doing it wrong. You're supposed to ingest it. He's been snorting. It is a little bit of a situation. Uh, I, I think Beth Flair is in for the night of her life. No, I bet she is. And now let's go to Mean Gene Oakland. Oh, would you take a look at this? I am joined here by oh, not yeah. only the nature boy, I am joined by Reed. I'm joined by Charlotte Flair is going to be a champion in her own right one day. Uh, and David Flair, who yeah. we all know, we're going to give him a crowbar and he's going to go fucking nuts. And speaking of going nuts, why is this girl here to my right going to marry Conrad Thompson? <laughs> well, you know, Gene, I, I won this and I want to dedicate it to my future son-in-law, Conrad Thompson, who's <laughs> 12 and he's in Prattville, Alabama. And he's never met my family, but he's going to be in this pack of Yahoo soon enough. And it's... <laughs> It's all, it's all my daughter's fault. I'm so upset about it that she's going to make such poor decisions. I've raised her better. Right. Uh, Beth, have you ever heard of Pratt? Pratt did he say Prattville, Alabama? And most of us never even heard of Alabama, but have you ever heard of Prattville, Alabama? No, Gene, they don't have any Louis Vuitton stores. I've never heard of it. If they had Louis Vuitton stores or a Porsche dealership, I would be intimately aware. How about this girl in front of you? She's going to be a champion one she's, day. She's already a champion in my heart. She's my prize possession. <laughs> All right. Let's make sure that the, that Megan is standing in the back, uh, because she's the one we're all talking about. And take a look at little Reed and sting. What about Whoa, you? Huh? I understand. 
I understand your career is going to end at WrestleMania 31. Is that true? That's right, Gene. I'm going to wrestle a guy named Triple H, and they're going to bury me in, in a fashion by which no one understands. It's going to be my first match in the WWE, and people would have waited for it for more than a decade, nearly two decades. But by the time it finally happens, they're going to break a goddamn sledgehammer over me and still make me shake the guy's hand and tell him he's a better wrestler than me. It's a bunch of bullshit, Gene. Speaking of a bunch of bullshit, come on in here. Who's our next bullshit guy? Cal oh, my God. It's Ricky, 42. the Dragons team. But Ricky, uh, what do you got to say? And make it fast. What I got to say is uh, you should come down and check out our gyms. Uh, Rick Flair and I own some gyms. And by, uh, by uh, me saying we own some gyms, I mean, there's a money backer back here who really owns the gyms. And we just pose and take pictures with the fans. And, uh, well, Flair tries to chase around the personal trainers. But that's I've probably said too much. Yeah. Well, Rick, did he, did he say too much about personal trainers and, uh, what exactly do you do during the day when you're not wrestling? Do you chase around personal trainers? Well, Gene, you know, I, I wake up and I, I just look at the clock and I wait until it's 11 o'clock AM. And then when I do, I, I start putting in the work I'm doing those 16 ounce curls. Sometimes they're 12 ounce curls, but you know, I've got some science with this Lex Luger, you know, and I've been talking about this. If you mix the booze in with, with, uh, with the fruit juice, it's not as bad for you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, 25 years later, Conrad Thompson's going to be a member of this crazy family. We'll see y'all next time. Look at David at in the Star background. Gate. That faraway look in David's eye, you could tell he was looking for a crowbar right then. <laughs> he wanted to crowbar his way out of this fucking business all the way back in 93. Ugh. So there you go. One of the best pay-per-views of all time for you guys. Really a two-match show. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed Steamboat Regal, but uh, for me... Uh, Dustin and, and Austin was a tremendous match, but that main event. Wow. How about marketing promotion? Mike Weber, who's working for fight these days. What a small world. Yeah. Mike was a big part of what we did. Yeah. He'll tell everybody all about it. <laughs> Tony, I, uh, I want to thank you and Cassio kid for making time on, uh, this late evening for us to cover one of the biggest, most important pay-per-views of all time as we approach the 25 year anniversary. But when I take a look at the uh, clock, I can't help but feel like it's about that time. Uh, you're exactly right. Conrad, it is just about out of time, but before we go, we want to have Cassio do one more selfie for us. If he would go to the bathroom at the Conradison and stand in front of the, well, first of all, we want him to shit a very gigantic big turd and want to send it to us, uh, via, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I just got this from Brian knobs. Brian knobs just said, Cassio insert this turd here. We're out of time. We'll see you next week on what happened when on the MLW radio network, as well as on Patron. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Slapdicks! It's your pal, Santa Claus, here to tell you about promotional considerations paid for by the following. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Join the fun. Be a Slapdick. Tell your friends. 
tell your family. Well, maybe not all of your family. <laughs> it's Comrade Thompson and Tony Schiavone with even more silly shit. <laughs> I bet you didn't know I could say that, didn't you? <laughs> Over at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday, you can find all behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each and every week. <laughs> and by LowestRules.com. Have you been naughty? Have you been nice? It doesn't matter! <laughs> Get all of your t-shirts from What Happened When right now at LoisRules.com. Do you have dog hair? Well, ha, don't call Lois! <laughs> and by BoxerGimmicks.com, the place to do your holiday shopping for the wrestling fan in your life. Show your support of what happened when something to wrestle with in any three weeks. Remember, Tony Schiavone is your favorite. Why? Because Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff have been naughty. <laughs> and by What Happened When Live, Sunday, December 16th, 3 p.m. at Zadie's in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Get your tickets available at lowkeybighog.com. Remember, Sunday, December 16th, just nine days before Christmas. <laughs> it's the third step on the WHW World Tour. Don't miss it. Get in on all the fun today. And most importantly, Merry Christmas!